We was beat up by a Bible salesman and banished from Woolworths. Welcome to the Sunday Movie Marathon. I'm Wooly of the Woolworths. I'm Chris. I'm Bible Basher. I used to get called Bible Basher at school to enter a Catholic school. So. <laughs> did you do it? Did you do it? Well, did I bash a Bible? Yeah. No, I never bashed a Bible. Well, unwarranted names. Have you even read the Bible? Against our very special guest, Kai. I've read some of it. He's read some of the Bible. It is a long book. Read the children's Bible. They Mm. just condense everything down. Yeah, that's what I read as a kid. Nice. (laughs) I read the kids' Bible. Yeah. With the funny pictures and no blood. Of the ark getting drowned or whatever. Yeah, the Bible's actually fucked up. Yeah, I went to church for a little bit as a kid and I was like, this isn't what the children's book's like. This is like horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Why is he doing this to us? We're supposed to like this guy. He has his reasons. Well, you know who else had their reasons? <laughs> Us on the Sunday Movie Marathon, coming at you every Sunday to bring you more um, movie discussions and all that. Um, this episode, we, we we have Kai on as guest to reprise his role from the Lost Gontorov episode and hopefully bring us some movies that we can talk about that won't be corrupted by... Scorsese. It's like, fuck it for us. Okay. That sneaky, sneaky Scorsese. Although, of course, once more, we are doing one of his movies, so that's... um Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's why he corrupted it, because we hadn't spoken about any of his movies for a while. We did that one time. No, that's why he's going to come back with But it was the hidden the, movie that he didn't want anybody to talk oh, yeah, about. Mm. So, yeah, we've got some movies to talk about. Mm-hmm. But before that, some more movies to talk about, I suppose. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a long one, so strap in, kids. It's going to be something <laughs> all right. Um, Chris found out the other day that uh, Kung Fu Panda 4 is in the works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next March, is. apparently. Next March 2024 feels like Ugh. way too far in the future to comprehend. But that is what it is, I suppose. I hate the fact year. that it's not that far, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, Blinken, you'll miss it. You'll miss Kung Fu Panda 4. Shit. We're going to miss the it. Cinemas. We probably will miss it in the cinema. At nah, our track we'll record, be there. to be fair. We'll be there opening night, baby. Yeah. Do they do opening nights for like Kung Fu Panda movies? Don't think so. Well, I swear they only do for like, the day. big Marvel movies. That's the only ones they do. I could be wrong. Pretty much. Yeah, I never went to one of those. Not um, been to a midnight screening before? No. They're not really worth it, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm usually asleep in bed. Yeah, like it, very uh, cozy. I don't recommend them, especially for the movies that I've seen at midnight. Yeah, I went to a few. I think the End Game one was the best one I went to, but that was because it like felt like a special moment. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't see like Puss in Boots for a midnight screening. No. What was the one we saw? Wasn't it Solo? Wasn't that one of the midnight Ooh. screenings we went to? Yeah, it was Solo. Sort of midnight we screening hadn't even intended to go see it. We were just like. I think it was like 11 o'clock and Connor was just like, should we go to the cinema? So we were like, fuck it, why not? Awful. Oof. Absolutely awful. And I moved out the next day. Oh, <laughs> dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. But yeah, Kung Fu Panda 4 coming at you soon, I suppose. We were all excited for Kung Fu Panda 4. I like the movies that I saw. Did I watch all three of them? I don't remember. You have seen all three of them as far mm. as I'm aware. I thought I'd only seen the first and the third one, but I... no, we, we watched, watched the second and the third. Yeah, one. we watched the second and the third one. Ah, we watched those right, together. Right, right. 
And yeah, I have seen all three of them. And you were like, oh man, Kung Fu Panda 2 is the best movie ever made, bro. <laughs> we were like, yeah, we know. Yeah, yeah I, I, I probably said something wrong with that. Just add to be it. fair. Rewatched that on Christmas Day last year. It was great. Oh, it's top tier, top tier DreamWorks, I tell you. Um, they brought out a new movie called um, Shrek 7, I think. That sounds about accurate. The, the yeah. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Ooh, people are buzzing about this one. Mm. A lot of Oscar noms. Well, well one, only had one Oscar one nom. One Oscar nom. <laughs> it's still an Oscar nom at the yeah, end of the day. They, yeah, they yeah. did it. Um, Puss in Boots back again. For a movie that nobody saw coming, but is sweeping the, the stages. Oh, they love this movie. Everybody's like, this one's actually good. <laughs> it is. It's actually no, really fun. This, one's a good, this is a good movie. Um, so we all saw it, I suppose, in our different various ways. And Kai told us about the ending yeah. the other week. He said the ending was fucked up, man. <laughs> I don't know. But we'll get into it. So Puss in Boots is back. It's a Western movie. He's got a, um, he makes friends with a dog. And um, Kitty Soft Paws is back. They gotta get the last wish, and with the last wish, you can do whatever you want. And he's dying, man. He's on his last life out of nine lives because he's a cat, and he's like, "I need all my lives back so I'm go- I can become Puss in Boots again." Yes, and it's all about the journey, and it's a western, yeah. and it's about death and suffering. Jesus, and it is be- really be- dark. Being a bounty hunter, it's actually fucking sick. Mm. It's it's so cool. The movie's fucking awesome. Watch it. The villain, it is the, sick. the villain of the movie is death. Yeah, yeah. It's, he, it's like he's yeah, he's, li- he's literally deaf, but he's wolf. a wolf. And it's a wolf that is literally deaf. Like he, that's he coming after Puss in Boots. He like the whole takes movie. you know to the underworld. You know, like mm. he's he's like ready. It's like he's out here. It's like one of those like old Western movies, but like the guy who's like past it. Yeah, and he's had his heyday, but he's like going back for one last adventure. Right. Okay. It's like Shane or Logan or something. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is very dark. It is very, and it yeah. has a, a lot of like really dark like adult themes. So when like me and Chris saw this together, we saw it in a theatre packed with children, packed with children. And the whole time I was thinking, they don't understand why this is important. No, they probably yeah, they probably didn't. The few kids crying, so they clearly were yeah. very traumatised. By the kid who like walked right directly in front of us and just sort of stood there for a bit. <laughs> yeah. Sort of stood there. You just swap Maybe- him on the back of the head yeah. and sit down. Maybe almost he was- his mum almost his mum was coming after him. So. <laughs> Maybe he was just uh, scared. Like it, it, like if this I was, was a right kid, at the it beginning probably- of the movie before uh, anything of that actually really happened. Oh, was he okay? Was <laughs> this this kid I okay? Think he just like-, like moved to the end of the aisle and sat down there instead. Oh. Yeah, you know how kids are. You know oh, I don't go to a lot of screenings with kids in it, but I guess I don't really I don't really see many kids' movies that you want to see in the cinema these days well me and chris went to see avatar which or the second avatar and everything was fine and then a dad walked in with three kids that were already restless and then they're about to sit through a three-hour film within 20 minutes they were running around screaming yeah which was just like fucking hell and then the dad whacks out like <laughs> four pint cans of stella <laughs> kept going out for fag breaks and pisses what, just leaving the kids there? Yeah, just leaving the kids there. Wow. <laughs> just doing like stale beer burps and blowing them backwards yeah. into my face. And he kept complaining to his kids. He was like, can we go now? And they were like, no, we need to wait till the end. It was, yeah. And then we heard him projectile vomiting in the toilet afterwards. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> what a ride. Yeah. Wow. That was great. Um, Avatar 2. 
Parenting 101, take your kids to see Avatar and get absolutely <laughs> fucked up. That is what I'm going to do when, <laughs> you know... Well, when Avatar 3 inevitably comes out. And yeah. Avatar 7 is out, you know. <laughs> no, by the time the third one comes out, we'll all be on pensions. Like, yeah. this, it's taken no, so it, fucking long. No, it took long. him that long to make Avatar 2 so we could churn them out. Yeah, that is his plan. Oh, He's like, so the next one would come out, like, in, like, a year or two. It's out 25, yeah. I think. Ah, it's, okay, like, I see very deep in we'll, production now. Okay, I anyway, see what you're saying. we're not talking about Avatar 2. No, but that's fucking it's, hilarious. Or it's impending sequels. <laughs> we're talking about Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. The sequel to Puss in Boots, which is not a very revered movie, I don't think. None of us have seen, I don't think. I've seen it. You've seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. I don't really remember it, though. Oh, okay. He's got to do something with Humpty Dumpty. I've heard it's literally just Rango, but not as good. Maybe. Does it have anything to do with that um, Kitty Softpaw story? Is any of that in there? She is in it, yeah. She comes back for the sequel. Yeah, it was... Um, then it turns out that her and Puss in Boots were supposed to get married, okay, and he so... ran out on her. Okay, so that's not, not in the first one at all. a big point of like, contention for him. This is weird, man. It's a very strange thing to put in a kid's movie. It's yeah. like, you left me at the altar. Like, you like to trauma, about how mate, it's trauma. Like the first time he was properly scared was going to the wedding, so he didn't turn up. I like the fact that she said, I didn't turn up either, and I just... I was like, fuck, you guys are the power, <laughs> power couple. Yeah, so this movie sort of came about because of Antonio Banderas. I think he, I've got this article here Uh from a game run. It says um, that the actor's own near-death experience after suffering a heart attack in 2017 was part of what drove him to reprise his beloved role, calling it one of the best things that ever happened in my life, as it gave him a new outlook to judge things that I thought were important before, but weren't really. So I suppose that's also... Just heavily, heavily within the film, mm. I think. Wow, so, it's like... Things about like his own mortality, yeah. I guess he was just thinking about it a lot. So Death came back not for Puss in Boots, but for... Antonio, Antonio. himself, <laughs> and by extension, Puss in Boots. <laughs> Holy moly. To be fair, that's quite a, that's quite a lot of depth to put into a, mm. a kid's to movie. But that's why I'm saying, like, it's not like... Everyone's like, oh, that's a kid's movie. Maybe it is, but it's also like a sequel for movies that we grew up with. So is it not also mostly for us? I think it has to be. Yeah. If you if you put themes like that in a in a you know, quote unquote yeah. kids movie, it, it, you you're going to have people like us going there anyway. Going there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it has its like silly little yeah. jokes for like the kids and all that and like, a lot of it is very funny. Um but you know they they do have to have those jokes for the kids, I guess. Oh, what, like um, the ones where they're like putting their eyeballs Making them all like you know, yeah. like they make them Look, the eyes I, I can all make big, my eyeballs like, oh, eye big and cute. And the dog tries to do it. That's maybe the dog. I was like, Meh. the dog is dog, cute. Little stupid little um, psychic that they've got. Up the Dibby of the film, the little Dibby. Uh, but he's voiced by um, Guillermo from Guillermo the Shadow from, Show. Yeah. So he's yeah. he's, he's cool, good. Cool. I mean, yeah, he is good. Um, I think as the movie went on, I sort of warmed to the character a bit more oh, yeah, as well the themes became a bit more apparent and sort of what he was about. But it is like, yeah, yeah I, it is sort of everything I wanted from it, weirdly. So, something that I didn't know that I wanted from like a Puss in Boots movie. I, yeah. I would agree with that, but I think that's because I, I actually had no intentions of watching it. Uh, I just went, Chris, uh, since I'm not watching it with you guys, I need something to talk about. Should I just watch it? And Chris torrented for, <laughs> for me so I watched it right mm-hmm. there <laughs> I was eating cereal and I was living the life I was like this is fucking great 
But yeah, I didn't have any expectations. So I was just like, I don't uh, know yeah. what to fucking think of this movie. I just knew that people were talking about it. Yeah. It's yeah. getting the hype. Yeah. You know? I, I heard really see great why, things, though. so I did go in with really high expectations and I wasn't mm. disappointed. Yeah, I could see why people like this. I think you should go watch it, Kai. I think it's fun. It's a good hour and 20 minutes of your life. By myself. <laughs> no, do what, I, do what I did. Just don't even go to a cinema and watch it. Yeah, I, I, if don't. I didn't watch it, I, I probably won't watch it in the cinema, to be honest. I, insane. You're what, insane. I'm glad I didn't go to the cinema and watch it because I, fe- I would have felt so uncomfortable yeah. in a cinema just full of children. Yeah. I was in my element. Well, Chris told me that apparently someone called him a paedophile when he went in there. I heard so. like, someone say it's a paedophile <laughs> as we're walking up the aisle. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> And that was one of the reasons I didn't want to go. Yeah, what? <laughs> That's so mean. It is really mean. It's stupid <laughs> as well. Why have you got to be a child to enjoy? Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, like, I know what people would think if I walked in there. By yeah, but it's like, what do you no, want I know, from me? But now Sorry, to... I grew up with Shrek at exactly. the age of, you know, I just five and I six. Like, and I'd be paranoid the whole time. Yeah, so would yeah, I. So. Like, what do you have to do? Steal your cousin's, like youngest born or something like oh no i was like straight up there as like a film connoisseur i was like this <laughs> is art and we should have gone in with like press hats any time i'm able to go to the cinema to see an animated movie if it's like really good animation i want to be there to see it on the big screen and the animation does not disappoint in this movie they've changed it up a lot um from those older shrek movies and the puss and boots movies yeah. sort of going for a bit more um Let's cartoon. Not, not, not photorealistic as much, but it's like you can see all the individual hairs and all that, and they're trying to make it very uh, hyper stylized. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's also kind of going for kind of like a clear like anime or like yeah, comic, like book, comic sort book sort of influence. Yeah, 100%. It reminded me a lot of um, Spider Verse at points, the animation. Definitely. I think that movie paved the way for a lot of like Definitely. new animation to come in mm. and just really experiment and do things differently. Yeah. Every shot, I was like, this is amazing. And I knew all these little, tiny little kids, they don't care. They just want to see the cat do a funny trick. They want to see the dog do his eyeballs really big. Um, and that's funny. But, yeah, I, I just thought, like, it's it's good to see that they actually cared this yeah, time. Yeah, no, that, I, I do appreciate that. This, DreamWorks are very good. But they have also had a lot of, nah, weak movies. But when it's really good, it is really good. You get yeah. your Kung Fu Panda 2s, you get your How to Train Your Dragon 2s, you get your Shrek 2s. They're really good at 2s. And this is another 2 movie, yeah. um, Puss in Boots 2, to add to the list of really good DreamWorks they movies. They just need to go away and like recoup and then they just make the best thing known to man. What they're they like, need to oh, do is just make a bunch of shit movies for a while and then just do sequels to them all. That are amazing. Good. Maybe I that's a know. curse. Maybe that's how it works. Maybe <laughs> that's, know, that's the know. only way forward. <laughs> I don't know if that's what I want. I I don't know either, but only think, they've got a bad rep anyway. Yeah. You don't need to do this to them. <laughs> I think a couple of years ago I heard that they kind of wanted to basically just reinvent themselves. And obviously with Spider-Verse okay. being as big as it is, it kind of, like you said, it did kind of pave the way for more mm-hmm. like experimental and expressive animation. I think they kind of want to go down that route now. Yeah. I've heard very good things about that bad guys movies in terms of the animation. Mm-hmm. I think that it kind of goes for a quite a stylized sort I of just, look like this one. Why not though? Like that's the thing about animation. It is the most freeing medium ever. You can do whatever the fuck you want with it. So yeah. why not? Just, the crazier the better. If I'm I think. seeing an animated movie, I want to see something creative. Yeah, because something that something humans I've not can't seen do. Because yeah. that's the whole point of it. Whereas I think DreamWorks quite a lot kind of fall into the same 
like formula quite often kind of just everything looks the same nothing's really quite a lot great. of animation yeah. studios are like that though well yeah. definitely but only because they they this is what happens though isn't it they find a formula and it's successful and it works so they're like oh don't don't stray too far away from this because this works this worked back boring. in 2010 when we did it the first yeah. time keep doing it yeah exactly like, controversial opinion but like i have that problem with pixar films Mm-hmm. No, no, that's yeah, not no, a controversial opinion, honey. Fine. That is that is a lie. Well, I think we've said that before. Looking like there's just nothing exciting about it. So, of course, yeah, yeah, so like no, I said, they found it. Yeah, totally. and they said this is amazing. No, we read out the um the the list of nominees for the Oscars um on the mm-hmm. other episode. Turning Red was nominated for an animated one. I just completely forgot that movie existed. Same, yeah. but I did think it looked nice. Yeah, but then that's it. I I, I, I said this one. before. This it was, was kind of stylized for a Pixar movie, though. Yeah, no, that's not a, like overall. Where I'm thinking, like Puss and Boots too, though. Yeah. Oh man, every shot was like, this is very interesting. What they're doing here. Yeah. But with Turning Red, it was like, yeah, okay. But that's what you expect, it. isn't it? Yeah. And also with like Luca, they did Luca, and that was very nice was very in terms pretty. of the animation, but. The story was lacking, I suppose. Yeah, this, this is the the. And also, it just like stays again, the same the yeah, whole way through. Like, I think that's a really nice image. Yeah, and then it just does that for about two hours. Yeah, Pixar's really good. At, mm. We're pretty, but we have no yeah. substance. Yeah. <laughs> we're pushing boots. It's like here's another thing. Here's another thing. They're doing all these different um, ideas that they've got. And mm. like the, one of the first scenes, Puss and Boots fights like a giant stone troll and that looks amazing yeah. I was like oh man what the fuck how, the, how, how are they doing this like in the first, in like the beginning they're really flexing on it you know and then he, he goes to like these different like the worlds and they're doing like different things with like oh here put your hand on this map and the world changes oh, yeah, depending on who yeah. is um, touching the map at a specific time and that also correlates into like what do you fear the most and it was about fear and and this creeping towards death. Oh, and was... apparently for the little dog, the the lack of fear, he has no fear. Yeah. None. I think I also like that they like kind of play around with that whole fairy tale angle because that's something that like mm. the Shrek franchise hasn't really done since the first one, I don't think. Yeah, that's what it did yeah. well, wasn't it? I fucking hate Shrek. Well, but it was I like assume... it was supposed to be like a parody of all those. Um, yeah. Like what, Disney were coming tale? out and they were like, haha, look at us. We're doing our Disney stuff and it's the Disney Renaissance. And then DreamWorks were like, well, we're making Shrek. And it's kind of taking the piss out of um, all those old-fashioned type of stereotypes and the fairy tales. And like, what can we do with the fairy tales of that people know yeah. and love, but like twisted on its head a bit and parody it. Yeah. And then like the Shrek franchise kind of just went off and did its own thing. Like the second mm. one's like a parody of like Hollywood. Yeah. The second one is actually the only one I like. That's fair. Like legitimately. I love yeah. the second film. And then the others can go away. I can't stand it. <laughs> yeah, they definitely go like heavy into that in this one. Like one of the main characters is like Goldilocks and the mm-hmm. Three Bears. They have their own subplot, which I really loved. Yeah, and they actually flesh her out as a yeah. character. Yeah, you actually find out about her, which is weird because, like, I don't know. You know, when you read the story and stuff, you don't really learn about anything about yeah. her, just what she does. If that makes sense. It could have just been about Puss in Boots being. It could have like, been, yeah come into terms with his own mortality but it was also mm. about like yeah. here we've introduced this villain character Goldilocks she wants to get her wish to sort of make a family for herself but what she, she doesn't realise 
Is that her family is with the bears where she always was, and like yeah. she has to go through that arc and do mm-hmm. that. Like you didn't have to do that. Yeah, but you true. did. And it develops the characters and makes you want to watch the movie. And yeah. then there's also like that. I guess the main villain is like this Jack guy, John Mulaney, in it. Yeah, he sounded like John Mulaney. Yeah, yeah, Jack Horner. Oh, That's Jack it. Horner. I can't remember his name. I was like, he that was guy. just like, I, I liked him because he was just a bastard. Yeah. And oh, yeah, he, he knew was he was a bastard. He <laughs> was like, yeah, I'm evil. That was scary. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. He has like a huge bag of like magical things, and one of them is Jiminy Cricket. Played yeah. by someone doing a James Stewart impression. It's, it's just really on his funny. shoulder. It's, it's so, so good. <laughs> it's great. It's yeah. I love that. He's like, trying to like coach him, like be his conscience. But he's like, No, I'm just a bad guy, like straight up. And he's like, and then, and he, You are a bad guy. Yeah. He's, he's like, like killing rotten. all of his like minions, and he's yeah. just like, What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Uses his own men as a bridge. Yeah, he's just watching this like destruction. <laughs> it's pretty sick. But... It is. If it's... not a little bit annoying. I have like a little like uh, gripe with uh, celebrity actors, like voicing yeah, themselves, this, basically. Like, um, Goldilocks is played by Florence Pugh. Mm-hmm. And Olivia Coleman's really... in it. Yeah, you can't hear them. Olivia Coleman's like her mum, isn't it? Yeah. Grey yeah. Winstone's the dad. Exactly. Yeah, they're doing a lot of good stuff, there. honestly. And you can't tell it's them. And I preferred yeah, that because really. all I could hear was John Mulaney. And I was like, yeah, okay. John Mulaney, he can do his own voice quite well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's really, I've always had a gripe with that kind of thing, though. It's not It's not just this movie. I hate it in every movie. Because it, take, uh, it takes me out of it a little bit because I'm like, oh, it's that person. And I end up going, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, so they're sort of like teasing something at the end here that, Guy told us to look out for, and that it was quite funny. Um, Darcy said it was very funny. I did. I did a chuckle. I'm not gonna lie, but it was a chuckle because I was like, "Where's this thing that Kai was talking about? I don't know what the fuck he's talking about." <laughs> and it's like in the last second, I was like, Ha-ha. and then that was it. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's just too. So I guess it. what spoilers for Puss in Boots: The Last Wish when he's like on the boat and he like goes to he's like, and we're going to see some new friends, some old friends. And he goes to like far, far away. Yeah. So I guess there's another we're sort Shrek, of maybe setting up a new Shrek movie. Yeah. With that, there's a new an insinuation there. Maybe a new what? Or maybe a different person boots movie. I don't know. I don't know. I think it'll be another Shrek movie. Yeah. I think people will flock to the cinema to see Shrek Five. I would not. I would be the last person in the world to ever watch Shrek Five. It's been like twelve years, eleven, twelve years since the last one. Has it really? Yeah. I wow. feel old, and you've yeah. got to leave Shrek alone. 2010, 2010 that came out. No mm. way. I see that in the cinema. Yeah, so did I. In 3D. Yeah. 3D? <laughs> they gave you silly little Shrek glasses, didn't they? 3D <laughs> glasses with the little, like, ears. Ah, oh, back in the day. Yeah. That also shares some of the same themes as Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, about, like, he's having, like, a midlife crisis in that movie. I'm about to have Except a midlife crisis. <laughs> no, it's not as good. But, like, the themes are a bit more adult, I guess. But in this one, I think they, they found what they were looking for and they found their niche. I think if they do a Shrek movie and they employ this kind of animation to it, like, more power to them, really. Yeah. I'd be happy for another one as they actually like, justify his existence. Yeah. I'll only see it if they... <laughs> well, I don't know. Yeah, if they get the, the original voice actors back, that'll be... Oh, like, they yeah, they're different. Of, otherwise, like, no point. What are any of them doing now? No, exactly. No idea. Yeah. I don't even know who's really in it. Apart Mike Myers had that Netflix show last yeah, yeah. year. Who else That's is in it? I don't know. 
Cameron Diaz and oh, Eddie yeah, Murphy Cameron are the Diaz. big ones, I guess. Yeah. Um, Eddie Murphy just sat on his fucking sofa at home waiting for the call. He's actually Eddie, been sitting Eddie, by that phone. Why don't you reprise your role as donkey? <laughs> his phone's actually gathering dust. because. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that he came out recently and said he was disappointed that it's not a donkey spin-off movie? He was like, donkey's a more interesting character than person in I don't agree with that, but I would no. see a donkey spin-off movie. No, it's it, like he's wrong. I like Donkey, yeah. but, but Puss in Boots is better. Like he, he's a fucking cool Puss assassin. Puss in Boots works thing. in a vacuum because he has more going on. He was like a parody of Z- Zorro. Yeah, and it was about like the, the the aging of that kind of type of character. But Donkey is just a goofy side character. Yeah, he's, he's like Shrek's the comic friend. relief. Yeah, was he Zorro? Just before I like start. What Antonio Banderas? Yeah. yeah, he played Zorro in those like American remakes. No, I, I wanted to make sure before I start. I, I was like, ah, oh, interesting. And it just turns so with out that character, a, I suppose he is parodying taking, yeah. himself in a way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, at least you can laugh about it, isn't it? Yeah. Zorro's pretty pretty funny. He does his thing. <laughs> yeah. Right, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Should we on to ratings then? For those right who out. have seen. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll um, do it out of Antonio's. Antonio. Big up my boy. The, yeah, I like him. <laughs> he came back and he really pulled it out of the bag for us. He did. Yeah. I him really, and him like- <laughs> I really got a lot out of this movie. I had a really great time of it. Yeah, I think this is probably my second favourite movie in the Shrek franchise after Shrek 2. I really loved it. Um, I give it um, like nine Antonio's out of ten. Nice. Goddamn. Yeah. I think Probably it would go up on a rewatch, but yeah. um, at the moment I don't know. Like story-wise, it really hits quite the same as Shrek and Trek Two for me. But I also grew up with those movies, so they they are quite quite uh, something to me. Um, but this one is probably going to go up honestly, and it is very an interesting movie and. Hopefully, it heralds a new age for DreamWorks that they're not like mm. stuck in their ways. They're trying something new, which is more than I can say for a lot of other studios um, nowadays who just kind of want to be stuck in the past or like go back to, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, we did this back in the day. We'll do that. We'll reboot that. Or we'll, um, here's, here's what worked 10 years ago. We'll just keep doing that. Um, yeah, I really liked it. Um, and I wouldn't be upset if it won the Oscar either. I think it will. Really? I don't know what it was. So I was going to be on the Doros Pinocchio. Actually, yeah, fair enough. Mm. You, I don't know. You out of your mind, Christopher. Yeah, yeah no, I, I, okay. I'll, I'll give it eight Antonios out of ten. Thank you, Antonio. Yeah, it was fun. Um, we'll probably watch again at some point. Eight Antonios out of ten. Mm, very nice. Watch it when you can, Kai. It is I'm fun. I'm quite intrigued, to be fair. You've got to yeah. solve me on it. It is so. fun. This is out. what this podcast is here to do. <laughs> we will sell you on any movie that you're not sure about. Cool. Unless I absolutely hate it, and then I'll try and talk you yeah, out of it. Yeah, talk me out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't worry. we got your back. Um, <laughs> so, we're, we've got another movie we want to talk about. Uh, I think we've all seen it. Some of us have seen it a uh, while back. Some... Bit more recently, um, but it's one of us has seen it three times. One of us has seen it three times, <laughs> and hey. maybe another time in the future. Um, but it's it's the movie Tar, uh, directed by Todd Field and starring Kate Blanchett. Uh, who wants to describe what this movie's about? How can you describe what this movie is about? 
Darcy, oh. you saw it the most well, recently, didn't you? I did didn't see you? it the most recently. But could I tell you what it was really about? No. Kai, what's this movie about? Oh, this is a big responsibility. <laughs> yeah, you can do it. <laughs> it's about a character called Lydia Tarr. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool name. It is. It is. Um, yeah. She's a composer in like mm-hmm. a, is it Berlin? Or I think Berlin? so, yeah. 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 And, um, to con- conductor, not a composer. Conductor, yeah. yeah sorry. I thought conductor. she was both. But that was the thing. She composed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Do you know what? We'll let yeah, you go. Like go on. Uh, she's a pretentious music lady. She is pretentious. Yeah. She has a very big ego. That she does. She's potentially done some shady shit in the past, and it all kind of comes back to haunt her. True. Well, that's good. My vague yeah. synopsis for her. She is the... This This movie is the hashtag Me Too movement. This is... This is yeah. yeah, it goes there. It goes it, there. It, it, it do. I suppose you have to be vague for the, like a synopsis because so much happens. And yeah. if you don't want to be spoiled for this movie, don't listen to this. Um, we're gonna spoil it a lot. I think. Um, I'm the one who's seen it three times. Um, <laughs> it is I true. Saw it three times last month. And he's um, gonna see it again. And I'm gonna see it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for that 4K, baby. Um, yeah, at number six. Yeah, next I was week. gonna say I thought you meant number six, not 4K, but both. I guess. Yeah, apply. both, please. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it's insanely good. Um, it's amazing. Like, what the fuck? Um, it, not really based on anything pre-existing. I thought it might have been a biopic, but it I wasn't. I thought that as um, well. This character is yeah. just a character. Um, and I think it's something that Todd Field just sort of shat out in the lockdown. <laughs> He's like, all right. <laughs> I don't know how he could just shit this out. Like, he didn't shit it out, but yeah. it was like, he, he wrote it over the lockdown, and I'm like, oh man, what the... There's so much going on in this movie that mm. it's 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 very hard to talk about like everything that needs to be said, because I think a lot of people will have a lot of different interpretations. Um, but personally, I think it's like one of the best movies I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> straight up, I think it's it's phenomenal. And of course, I've seen it like three times, so I can say that. So, um, yeah, it's just wonderful. I think it's like, what? everything about it is top tier, top notch cinema. It's what you want. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's really, really great. <laughs> so, the, the epitome of conversation <laughs> starts here. Yeah, as a as someone who did music at um, university, like the first like maybe hour of the movie i was watching it just like yeah this is exactly what my uni life was like <laughs> just like watching this like lecturer come in and just like say really pretentious shit about composers and criticizing people's opinions on other composers that was like mm-hmm. basically every single one of my lectures i don't know how anyone coped with that kind of thing i'd be like god this is so fucking pretentious like just just watching that was stressful because i was like does anyone really give a <laughs> not not uh, I don't I don't mean it in that way, but like when they're talking about like these different composers, like uh, you know the, um, there was that um, person she was talking to um, near the beginning, and was like, "Oh no, I don't I don't listen to them. They're they're too problematic." And I'm just like, oh, "I can't be bothered oh, with yeah. this." The kid at the beginning, <laughs> yeah, 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 when she was trying to um, she was doing like a lecture, yeah, and, to a bunch and of students. they were composing yeah. something. Is it Buck? He said, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't like playing Bart because he was like a white misogynist um, or something. Misogynist and or just like a white. He was like, I don't get on board with the idea of um, white cisgendered men. They're just not my thing. And I thought, oh, it's interesting. This movie is taking 
this kind of route or like mm. delving into this kind of thing because just Lydia Attar as a character was very much um, she was like don't look at them through that lens like the, these people did amazing things in, in their field like mm -hmm. sure a lot of them were awful people like but they made great music and we wouldn't be where we are today without them so to completely discount that would be kind of criminal and it, I guess it was taking a stab at like the cancel culture a lot yeah. in, in yeah, this yeah. movie and as I, well I, this is one thing that it's so complicated for me to sit here as someone in my position and say that I really don't fuck with cancel culture but I really don't fuck with cancel culture but only because it's gotten to the point where it's gone almost too far it's like everything is a problem like everything and like the thing is i know people will probably turn it back around on me and be like but you know like people should be responsible for that and i'm like yeah but when you say someone in your position what do you mean by that um i, I meant to you know i meant to be like a a, a young lefty mm. you know in, in their 20s uh su supposedly quite woke because uh, i'm you know I'm, I'm not exactly straight and I'm not exactly female. You know what I mean? Like, there's all these things, right? They're making I good points. It, mm. What do you mean? In the movie. Oh, yeah. No, like, uh, I, I see. I, I agree with you guys, but I feel like I've... Oh, oh this is going to sound so bad. But I feel like I'm not supposed to. I feel like I am supposed to not be able to separate um, a product from somebody that's made it, like, oh, they're a piece of shit, so therefore I can't support them. But, like, mm. if they're long dead and they didn't know any better because it was just society's mm. time, am I really going to hold it against them? No, I'm fucking not, because they probably didn't know any better. Or, let's be honest, back in the day it was probably acceptable. Like, would they have hated me? Probably. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, just, it's just whatever. I just, mm. I, I just think, yeah, there's a, there's a... There's a lot in this movie that I feel like that there's... um. I feel like there's a lot of things in this film that are valid uh, and they like comment on like a lot of uh, valid points about like, you know, like trying to like, uh, what, like uh, exploit people and mm. stuff like for your own like gain and your own power, that kind of thing. But then there's the stuff where it's like, why does everything just have to be a problem? I don't know. Is, is it just, is it just mm. me? Am I the only one who's like, I'm just like, I'm like yabbling. I'm literally just talking out my ass now because I'm scared. <laughs> I'll, I'll, play, I'll play devil's advocate because like, okay. in some ways I agree with what she says in that scene. But yeah. in other ways, I think it sets up her character perfectly because of mm, how she definitely. goes about it and the way she has to embarrass this kid. Yeah. And it's like, she doesn't even want to hear his side of things. She's just like, I'm going to embarrass you because I'm that much better than you. Yeah. And she is really dick. brings out like that power dynamic she has over people and the way the way of words she has and like although I agree with like you can't really cancel someone from that time period you can't then act like them nowadays because you think that I'm a great artist he was a great artist I can do and mm -hmm. say and act and treat people how I want. Yeah, I think I, that I, scene really yeah. sets it up well. I, I, think, yeah. I think you said it better than I did. I just went on this rambling about how much I just hate when when these topics come up and it, yeah. it, I'm just like, I don't know what side I'm meant to be on because mm, I'm, exactly. I'm like neither here or there, if that makes sense. I, mean, I was getting a lot of like frustration from like Todd Field, I suppose, and like how he 
I mean, it was written in the lockdown. And I think at that time, we were going through a lot of like only viewing the world through our screens and what people were saying. And it's not just like we were exposed to the people around us. It was we were exposed to everyone. Yeah. And everyone has an opinion and everyone is on Twitter and everyone is on, you know, Instagram and all yeah. that and, and YouTube. And when you view the world through that sort of lens, it does skew things a bit. And you do end up on thinking that you need to take a side between like, oh, am I more left leaning? Am I more right leaning? Yeah. Um, and these these sides are always at war on the internet. And, this and, is and, what I mean. Yeah. We, we as as people nowadays, I think it's more um, what happens on the internet is what happens. Whereas before, you know, when we were growing up, it's like what happened on the internet. It just stayed on the screen. Probably, yeah, yeah, it was in a screen. Like <laughs> it was called cyberbullying. <laughs> like, just turn off your screen. But now it's like you can't just turn off your screen. It's always there. Yeah. We have screens in our pockets now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I got a lot about Todd Fields. I guess his frustration with how we communicate with one another nowadays, and also like, and with the pandemic, you know. And they do yeah. mention the pandemic in the movie uh, yeah. a fair bit. But um, yeah, it just seemed to me like he was kind of upset with it all. And especially when we were not allowed to go outside or communicate with people in much the way we'd want to do or that felt natural to us. Yeah, it, it was a bit fucked up that it literally had gotten to the point where the only time you were ever talking to someone was through like some piece of, Machinery, you know what I mean? Yeah, like it was, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah, it was a fun time. Did not. I don't remember being brought up in the movie though. It's strangely not a fun movie, but I do have (laughs) quite a bit of fun with it. Just like picking it apart, or like, and the scenes just replay in my mind all the time. I'm thinking about all the time. I'm thinking about Kate Blanchett's performance, or like the way that certain characters would act or like hold themselves. It's such a detailed movie in that way just the minutest little tiny detail you're like oh and that was that or like you just hear like lines of dialogue in in my mind and like that was a great line of dialogue that was weird when they did that stuff mm. and like she heard like screaming at, at times where she wasn't really or just like different sounds where it felt like maybe she also had like ocd and yeah. like major ocd just like the th- sort of thing she was kind of hearing and trying to like like the world around her was reacting in such a way that she thought was to benefit her. But really that was just like the world around her. Like she'll hear like the bell sound oh, in yeah. like the apartment next to hers. It's really about somebody else. But mm. she's like, wee, wee, ee, ee. And like play it on the piano. And she was playing these like two notes that sounded really like, like a police siren or like yeah. an ambulance siren. But I don't think that's what she was thinking it was. It was like his, how do I do that on the piano? You know, it's very, well, like very everything's an inspiration, I suppose. Mm. And in that yeah. way, I think just like a really great character overall, like an insane performance, and like a great character, Definitely. one of the best characters I think I've seen on on the screen. She is wild. Like I respect her in a, in a weird way. Like in a like 
like in a fucked up kind of way, I do kind of respect her. But in another way, I'm like, I would never want to meet her. Do you know what I mean? Like, I would mm. never want to like mm. go to dinner with her because I feel like I would get sucked into a world of pain. Like, oh. I just don't want to yeah. be about it'd that. Be awful. She'd yeah. Embarrass you completely. Yeah, like, she's I, toxic as fuck. You go but, home and hate yourself. Yeah. <laughs> there's just, there's just something. But I think that's that's part of it, isn't it? I think part of the experience is to be like. You're you're strangely seduced by her, but yeah. you're like, I should not go anywhere near this situation because everyone yeah. around her is basically ruined by her by in some way or form. Like, um, who's the who's that girl? That's um the one who was in the uh, Paris, but, uh yeah. yeah, that's yeah. one. Um, the love of my life. She, <laughs> like, I do you know what? I actually wasn't. I was expecting. I don't know why, but I was expecting like some sort of like almost like black swan esque thing to happen, where she was just gonna like lose her fucking mm. shit and like try and kill her. Because I was like, I would fucking kill her. Like she is awful. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But no, it, it didn't. And she just what happened to her? Yes. Yeah, well, that. Just, that's the mystery. thing, isn't it? Like, she fucked it, didn't you? Yeah, she fucked it. No, no. <laughs> Where did she go? Like, there were so many questions I had. Like, the film ended, I went, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, there, there were so many questions I had, but there was, like, no answers for well, it's them. perfect, because it's outside of Lydia Tarr's world, so no. it's a fuck. Like, yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah that, is, that is fair enough. Like, there's, there's only, like, two real scenes that, like, stuck out to me, to be fair. And one of them is just fucking hilarious, and I think we all know what scene that is. And then the other one's where she just like smacks herself across the fucking concrete. Mm. Mm. Big hit. Like, imagine that. The only two things that are stuck in my head are hearing that crack from the concrete and her going, apartment for sale. Yeah, <laughs> that fucking killed me. I was like in tears. <laughs> Even though it's like, it, I knew it was coming because I think. Um, Max had mentioned it already, but it still made me laugh. Like that's that's when you know it's funny. Mm. Like you still laugh. I do love how like just <laughs> fleshed out as a character she is. She feels like a real person. She does. Mm-hmm. I could have tell that it. Todd Field like really spent time developing her. Yeah, like, but, yeah. And he would only go with Kate Blanchett. That's all he wanted was her. Oh, what from the beginning? Yeah, he wrote it for her. That is I mad. Think. I don't know how I would feel if I was Kate Blanchett. Like. Like, don't get me wrong, like, it's really cool. Hmm. But also, I'd be like, why did you want me to play this? Like, what did you see? In yeah, what do, yeah, what do you see in me? I think <laughs> she's the she's perfect a big person deal, for the role. She's really good. I, do you know she's what? She's done your Lord was, of the Rings. She's done, say, you know, know she uh, Carol. You know, that was a great role. Yeah, yeah. she was great. Um, tons and tons of other roles. She, she is really great. She yeah. is one of like the best ones. The I monkey think. in Pinocchio. The monkey in Pinocchio. Oh, yeah. You know, Nightmare Alley and fucking all that. Um, she's yeah. great. She has such a commanding presence. Yeah, I th- I think she she's terrifying in a way. Yeah, she's she? really like, intimidating. I, I think I think she's she's just. I was like, I spent quite a lot of it just like in awe, just going, "Oh my god!" Yeah. What the I watched a few <laughs> interviews with her, and I was like, "Do I want to watch?" these interviews because like maybe it's like too much it, yeah. like, yeah. I, like degrade something yeah, I just wonder how you, or something how, how'd you get into that head like how would you do that like that's when you know that someone's a good actor or actress right like how do they do that like I was sitting there mm. thinking how the fuck are you doing that 
Like, it's when you're fucking with the best. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> how are you doing this? <laughs> you can really tell that the character does have, like, this massive grip on everyone around her. Mm-hmm. That's I what feel I like mean. That's everyone kind of was what fucked. they explore. And as soon as, like, they could possibly get out this grip, they're, like, fully willing to, like, just cut her off and ruin her. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Don't really blame them, to be honest. Like, I don't know. You, you, you can't play with fire this way, man. You just. But I love the slow sort of tearing away of that from her and everything she loves goes from her and nobody wants to be associated with her. She literally has to move across the world because nobody wants to be with her anymore. No one will hire hire her or anything. Sorry? No one will hire her or anything anymore. No. She's such an awful person. Well, yeah, and she went and attacked that poor... Mark uh, Strong. Yeah, that poor yeah. person. What a scene, bro. That was... What a fucking scene. I can't even was. remember it, really. I just I just remember, like... Like, one minute, she was just freaking out a little bit, and then the next minute, she's, like, fucking punching some geezer in the face, and I was like, I have no idea what's happening. And she's, like, well, screaming in his face, and I'm like... <gasps> you know, her mental state is deteriorating throughout oh, the movie, fuck. and from her perspective, this is a man who has so often Stolen not her life. bothered trying to do anything for himself and has only asked her, how did you do that? How did you get the um, the musicians to do this or uh, on this? I've been listening to your um, like recordings and how do you do that? And she just refuses to give him anything, really. And then just all that culminating like, oh, and now he's doing this. And it's the same fucking piece that I was going to conduct and he's taken that from me. So that was a great scene, which... Goes feral. It's like, yeah, she, yeah. She's, it's she like watching a street cat. Yeah. yeah, beats him up. It was crazy. Oh, it was honestly. It was like it was like my my life flashed before my eyes. I was like, holy shit. I love the framing of it. It was like you you thought that she was going on to yeah. do her own piece, yeah. and it's actually no. It's just been taken away from her, and she's yeah. like really angry. Oh my god, I was actually kind. Of, I was actually confused by that at the beginning. I thought, oh, is he just like. What's he doing? What's he doing? He's just chilling there. It's like, oh, <laughs> now I see. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so well, fucked. <laughs> they do a good job of like in certain scenes, empathize, like making you empathize with her as well. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. the stuff with her kid. Like they build that relationship up. I think that's like the line in the film. Her wife says to her, like the only transactional relationship you've not had, had yeah, is with your daughter, yeah. And then true, that scene when she tries to pick her up after school. And her wife just takes it away. And she's like, don't do this to me. I'm like, what horrible. Bad for you. Yeah. You scum. But This is what I mean. Mm. This well, film made like, me feel. Mm. Just like, in my opinion. Because it's never. It's I never the know, kid's fault. In my opinion, it's never kind of like explicitly said that. Well, she's done any of these things. happened yeah. back in the day with that other student. Like, she could be telling the truth where it's like, well, she was obsessed with me. Like I don't doubt that for a fact that she was probably like romantically involved yeah. in some way, mm-hmm. but to the extent of which is never really gone into in that much detail because it could just be like she showed her some interest. Yeah, the girls got attached like everyone else does. Well, like le- led her on a little bit. Yeah, and then when she's got cut off, she's lost mm-hmm. the shit. Yeah. So like I don't know, it does a good job of making you kind of empathise with her in situations mm-hmm. like that because it's like, well, has it been proven that she's done yeah, this horrific thing kind of thing? Yeah. Should she not be able to see her kid because of that? Yeah, I guess it's it's one of those, isn't it? Where it's like, uh, you never really know, but the evidence is very heavy yeah, against exactly. you. Know I mean? Exactly. I never hated her though. I never, no, I never got the sense that she was like, yeah, she's done like shitty things. But I didn't get the sense that she was a bad person because she did like 
care about the, or like she regretted things that she had done and like yeah, like, yeah well, I, obviously I, she'd take a, a lot of it back if she could yeah like i wouldn't yeah. go i wouldn't go as far as to say hate but i definitely like kind of like a bit it was like almost too intense like mm-hmm. if if i was in this situation and i had just met her i would be like okay um, I'm never going anywhere near you ever again because I can I like pick up on that kind of like that vibe and I was like this is too it's like too much like I you can always tell when someone's going to be too much and she <laughs> yeah <laughs> like um because I did I did yeah I had like this like fondness for her but at the same time I was like it's gonna sound awful but like I wasn't unhappy like when I saw mm. her finally get the yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a happy ending. It was quite an interesting ending, actually. Oh, yeah. I wasn't expecting yeah. it to pan out to a bunch of cosplayers. I really wasn't. Mm. Flat, I really didn't. I did. Yeah, I think it was well, a happy ending. I oh. thought it was kind of happy for her because she found a new like oh, purpose, see. a new beginning. But I don't know. What I did just you felt like huge amounts of pity for her? Cause, yeah, like, so did I. She, wow. like, she was such like at the start of the film, she's this enormous figure, and at the end, she's scoring like. The like monster, monster mm-hmm. hunter convention. And yeah. I was like, and and like, fair enough. She's she's clearly taking it seriously. Like she does yeah. everything else in her life. But mm. I was just like, you have fallen so far. Like I just feel so much pity for you. Like you have no relationship with your wife or your kid anymore. Yeah, the back mm. of nowhere. She had to move to a different country away yeah. from everyone she knows and loves. I was like, I, yeah, yeah. I was in, I was in kind of like two minds about it because I because. I I was like, oh look, look she's uh, she's you know she's doing find new work like you know she's still doing a com- uh, composing or conducting whatever the fuck it was she was doing. I was like, yeah, cool, cool, cool. But it was kind of like, ah, but you're conducting to a bunch of cosplayers. Yeah, but at the, but I, I thought don't know. it was like the humbling that she needed. And I think if, she'll come back from it, kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. She needs a reset. This mm-hmm. is the perfect reset. Maybe that's she'll what it was back to where she was. Like, yeah. I don't doubt that for a second. Oh, I don't know. Like. That's that's another one of these things that I think you can comment on for the whole. Yeah, I'm gonna say it again: the dreaded cancel culture. Because some people don't come back from that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. but it depends on. Because we we can all play devil's advocate here. Remember, like we don't know what happened for certain. We don't know, so there is a likelihood that she could come back from that. She'll come back to Berlin or whatever. He's also trying to say yeah. like. She is so talented that she can make not, anything good. To not <laughs> have her there, like in any capacity, would be a waste in, in a type of way. Yeah. Well, as a she conductor, needs to be, yeah, she needs to be conducting. Oh. This, this, this is what she was born to do, you know. Well, you, that's the thing. At least, at least it didn't end with Lydia Tarr at the checkout of a Tesco. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. That would have been quite, quite an ending. <laughs> like, that would have made me go. Mm. No, but I love uh-huh. the ending. I thought like. I was like happy. I was like, yes, <laughs> she was doing it. You know, she was. It was like the humbling she needed. She got. She went to another country, went through some shit, and now mm. she's like, I'm doing something new. I, I need to make a new life for myself, and I need to be mm. better. And that that was why I didn't really find the the ending devastating at all. I I didn't really either, but I can see. I can I can see I can see both of this because I didn't find it that upsetting. But then again. Maybe it's because I didn't. I appreciated it because it wasn't one of those movies where she just immediately bounces back and she's like still top dog. She mm. it was just like okay, I, like, I can live with this. Yeah, it like, like ends on the second act. Low yeah, point. Yeah, like, like like I I can live with this. Like she's 
she's still doing her thing, but she's she's uh, she's had consequences mm. for it. I'm like, okay, I can live with this. Like, I was I was okay with it. The ending was fine. Yeah, unless a movie would like carry on and be like ten years later, yeah. and she like yeah. gets back with her wife and child. That would piss me off, especially with like um, when you guys were talking about like yeah, like how um, I hate the word fleshed out because I don't like the term. It sounds gross, but like it's true. Like she was so well developed, but like imagine like just going title card of ten years later and then just her back. That would mm. piss me off, man. That would. It's not. It wouldn't be in a in that film's. Uh, behavior i don't think i don't think it would it wouldn't fit is that is that right to say mm-hmm. you don't think it would fit because i don't think it would fit no no, no. i think it would just yeah. be a bit weird perfect ending great mm. like song at the end as well like in the end credits it's just like this like club beat i don't remember i'll be <laughs> honest oh wow it's very strange to be fair, maybe yeah, i, just, I think i turned it off like the second the screen went black because yeah. i was like it's taken me four no, hours good. to watch this. This is going <laughs> yeah. off now. <laughs> oh, the intro credits as well. Where you just yeah, sort of like sit there sick. with this like girl singing this yeah. strange song that I suppose was supposed to be um some people that she was conducting in a different country because they also say like here are her accolades and she did this in a different different places. Yeah, to be fair, for a couple of seconds, I actually thought that I wasn't watching that movie because. Yeah. Obviously, you know when you torrent a movie, sometimes you never know what you're going to get. And I was like, I'm not sure this is tough, okay? I'm mm. not sure. And then only after I saw Kate Blanchett's face, I went, okay, I think this is tough. <laughs> I yeah. wasn't sure. And I'll have um, one more thing. But there was a scene where she goes back to her family home, I suppose was supposed yeah. to be. And she watches a video of like a conductor conducting a piece and then he turns to the audience and he says something to the effect of um see this is why we make music and this is what music means and it's it, it's part of us and it, it's um and she starts crying i was like it, it, it means so much i think that was quite wholesome actually because as i guess as people who are like uh quite creative it's mm. i mean maybe for you two more so because you know you guys do like music you know you probably feel yeah. that in yourself but like I don't know, it'd be like mm-hmm. the equivalent of that man turning around and being like, and this is why we make art, because it, it's this. And I'm like, it is, it is just like that. Like, it, it, it hits That was what he was saying, though, was it not? Well, yeah, yeah but you know what much. I mean? Like, I, I think it probably would have hit a bit more different if it was like an artist saying it to me rather than a conductor. But you know what I mean? It's the same, it's the same premise. It's the same, like, it hits, you know? See, I, I pitied her again in that scene, because it's like, <laughs> she had like okay. an old childhood like medal on from like clearly like a mm-hmm. conducting thing. Mm. And I was like, you, you're like clinging on to like this. Uh, maybe she's like trying to like reignite her like passion for it. Yeah, and back to basics. But mm. I just saw her sat there in tears watching this with like a medal on, and I was like, Yeah, you fucked it. Yeah, you fucked it massively. Yeah. Like, what? Have you yeah, done? that's kind of how yeah, I felt. Totally. God damn, yeah. I loved it. I do you know what this is. This is one of the times on the on the pod where I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, Oh my fucking yeah, no, god! There's it. so, there's love so love many it. ideas popping up in there's, the woodwork. Yeah, exactly. Man. There is so much going on in this movie. Yeah. It's complex, it's massively dense. But yeah, I love I love the monologue and I love her reaction to it as well. It was like, yeah, you yeah. you you fucked it. Now you got to go back to where it all started and like mm. build yourself up again. Mm. It's great. It's so good. Um, time's getting on though, so I guess we better rate it. Oh shit! What's the- oh my god! <laughs> oh Jesus! You what guys are, we, are never are going to rate home. this one out of. Um, Marla's? No, we did Marla last week. Um, Marla's? Yeah. 
Um, you talking about Marla? Uh, a lot. Uh, 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 let's write out a cosplayers. Okay. I could think of it. Yeah, this is a. I'd say it's a masterpiece. I think it's a really, really great film. Definitely need to check out um, Todd Field's other work because um, I've not seen any of his movies. Um, no, yeah. but yeah, fantastic movie. I give it. Uh, what are we ten cosplayers? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten cosplayers <laughs> out of ten. It is great. Seen it three times. The third time I went to see it, they projected it very dimly. It was, the, the the screen was That's way too you, dark. Baby. It was way too dark. Yeah, that was that was a shame. Um, but yeah, I love it. Um, I think it's it's one of those I'd watch endlessly just to learn more about what it's trying to tell me. I think it has so much more than within it that I I need to know. You know, um, it's a masterpiece. I hope it sweeps the Oscars. I hope um I hope Kate Blanchett gets the Oscar for that. Um, screenplay as well. I think second to none. I think probably the best best screenplay of the year for me. Um, loved it so much. Ten cosplayers out of ten. Give me the four K. I'm looking up. I don't think it's getting a four K over here. Give me the four K. Blu-ray's been announced, but not no. 4K. Max can just import it like all the yeah, others, and it costs thirty-three pounds. I will import the four K. Um, fifty pound. Yeah, it's probably going to cost it's like you another thirty-five on Amazon. I think. <sighs> it's thirty-three, but it's still pretty, pretty bad to be honest. What's your um, rating card? Um, yeah, I liked it a lot. I, it's definitely grown on me the more time I've had away from it, the more I think about it. So I, at this point, I've probably got like nine cosplayers out of ten. Nine, nine. Did I accidentally just skip over you, Darcy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's okay. No, because I I didn't actually know where um whether I was. Do you, it it doesn't matter. Um, I think I might watch it again, but purely yeah. um, I I think I think I need the um atmosphere to not take four hours to watch it. First of all, um, and maybe be with other people that are kind of like watching it as well because yeah, I I I can I can get quite anytime. lost in it without like watching anytime. it, and maybe even more so on a copy that isn't the one that I watched. Saying that it wasn't it wasn't bad by the way. Yeah, it wasn't bad by the way. Like the quality was fine. But I don't maybe it could have been better. I don't know. But you know what I mean? Like until I've seen it in its natural habitat, I will never know whether it was that good or not. But um I'm gonna give it nine cosplayers for now. Could go up, could go down, who knows? Probably not. (laughs) It probably won't. Max's face is what are you talking about? Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. When I get the imported 4K. Oh yeah, I, I won't be watching it in the cinema. Hundred pound, <laughs> and that's what they want me to do. That's what I was talking about on the last episode as well. Oh well, uh, they don't. They don't make these things easy. They don't. But they want you to torrent these things. That's that's they're yeah. begging for it. They're crying please, for it. Please torrent our movies. Oh, we don't want any money. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is a bit of an odd choice, really, isn't it? They no, want to make want money not to consume it. Yeah, but what's the point? It doesn't make any sense. No one wins from this situation. If you want to consume it and you can't have it, no yeah, one this wins. This movie that we're distributing, but we don't really like it. You can't have it either. <laughs> Which isn't true. Everybody, everybody loves it. Everybody thinks it's great. I haven't heard a negative word about it really. Maybe, no. maybe they'll change their minds. Then maybe they will wait. <laughs> maybe they were waiting yeah, on the buzz. I mean, it might get a four K. I reckon it's it just, will now. At the moment, it... they've only announced uh, Blu-ray. But remember, did we? I think it's supposed to come out like basically the first of July. So at this point, they're probably just waiting for the green light to 
Mm. Yeah, to bring out the 4K. Well, Zavi said it comes out in April, but Warner Brothers' own website said it comes out at the end of June, so yeah, I don't know. June 30th, basically, which basically means to me... We'll never get that, it. Yeah, you, you'll, you'll, you'll probably <laughs> get it like, next year. distribution purgatory yeah. forever. Be another wave situation yeah. where we just never get it in the country. We're just going to have to copy it onto mm. a DVD. Do you know what I'll have to do? I'll get Max over at some point, and I'll show him the copy that Chris has, and I'll go, does this look okay to you or does this look like a copy that we need in blu-ray 4k format it's not it's it's not bad i just don't know whether it was because it's it's fairly not not dark dark but it's a little bit dark and i'm like is it meant to be dark i don't know please don't <laughs> yeah it's a dark sort of movie so yeah. maybe it was cool <laughs> that's that then on the new movies and all that um for now so this one Kai reprised his um, recommendation role. So he recommended us some movies that we're going to talk about. Why don't you tell us a bit about the movies, Kai? Yeah, so I'll pick. Um, uh, I tried to pick a film for like each of you that I thought you'd enjoy. Mm-hmm. I was trying to like keep we're, kind of vibe. We're supposed okay. to figure it out. Yeah. Me and Max think we figured it out I on the way to the out. shop. Like we, yeah. I think after the first movie we went, yeah. Now this has got to be the order, so we're pretty sure it was actually in. Mm, but we'll get we'll get to order. it. Interesting. Um, but yeah, um, I picked uh, Rocco and his brothers, which is a uh, can't pronounce the director's name. Vis- Lucchino Visconti. Yeah, yeah. messing with his first name. <laughs> uh, and then I picked Mean Streets by Martin Scorsese, and then Moonstruck by someone Norman Jewison. Norman Jewison. Mm. That don't worry, I wouldn't remember nice. that either, Matt. I'm actually, I'm actually really proud of you for for, for actually knowing these off the top. Yeah, yeah. But I'm usually scrambling on my phone. Yeah. Oh, nice, big Scorsese. Yeah, I like the premise. <laughs> I like the premise of this marathon to sort um, of it's like a Easter egg hunt. Yeah, yeah, for no, us all. The, yeah. I actually feel like the, apparently this marathon was unintentionally themed, but it feels yeah. very intentionally yeah. themed. Yeah, I just went full Italian. You like, did. You went yeah. full on Italian American on us, yeah. but like for real. A lot of interconnection with these movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we better start off with the first movie then. What's it about and what is it? Oh, again, it's a hard one to describe. Mm. It's about um, Rocco and his brothers. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They uh, they moved to Milan from... I, I can never remember where they came from. Mm. But it's like a sort of... Because of an L, I think it was. Place in Italy. Yeah. Yeah. Luke Lombardi Luke or, something, or something, was it? Something like that, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and they moved to like the big city in Milan and um, it's just basically about like the trials and tribulations that they go through like finding somewhere to live just trying to pay their way um, romantic relationships familial relationships and it's fucking long it is long it's yeah. super yeah. fucking long I'd like to not thank Kai for that by the way <laughs> yeah I feel like did I you was, try to kill me? Well, I was worried that I'd fuck the whole day up because yeah. after that I could just feel everyone <laughs> yeah. exhausted. And I was like, I don't think there's any recovering from this, to be honest. I don't have the vibe picks up again from here. But Yeah, Kai did message me beforehand when he picked the movies and he was like, oh shit, this one's three hours. Do you want me to pick something here? And I was like, no, just go for it. Mm. It's, hard, it's hard to say if it had an impact um, on the rest of the movies, but you know. I guess that's the part, part, part of the course for this type of format. Yeah, yeah. I think if I was to pick again, I wouldn't have picked it. 
I think mm. I would have picked some snappier films. Interesting. You don't realise how long a day it is when you're all sat there, like, and yeah. to start off with a three-hour film, like, you could have yeah. done two 90-minute films in that space. <laughs> yeah. One more to go, you know what I mean? So, I think if I was to do it again, I probably wouldn't have picked it. But mm. Like that time Max picked An Elephant Sitting Still, and it was longer than both mine and Darcy's movies combined. <laughs> yeah, but I knew what I was getting into. <laughs> I don't think it was, like, a mistake to pick this movie, because ultimately I think it's a very good movie. Um, we, we, we discussed uh, Lucchino Visconti's Death in Venice in the last episode, so we were like, oh, that's interesting the way... Very fortuitous. You're you're making a lot of predictions. Yeah. I feel yeah. with these, like this theme of <laughs> Italy and um, f- familial relationships and all that. And to be honest, I saw Chris and Darcy's rating for Death in Venice, and I was like, I'm going to pick a Fisconti film because I like, mm. I want you guys to like see one and enjoy it. Because mm. yeah, I definitely feel like he's got way stronger films than Death in Venice personally. Anyway, mm-hmm. so mm. I was hoping you guys enjoyed it a lot. I def I I definitely liked it more. Yeah. Um. No, I mean there, there was like there was like a lull in like probably like I don't, I don't know how many hours in it was. Um, where I was like, oh my god, I actually don't know if I'm going to be able to finish this without yeah. just jumping out the window. It definitely takes its time building. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's. I said it was. Uh, it's very slow very um it's like very character driven but like that's not a problem because it's obviously like mostly a movie that uh is developed around uh what the lives of these people are doing so i didn't have a problem with it it was just sometimes Um, these movies kill sometimes they can kill me when when nothing happens so like uh nothing substantial happens for a while i tend to forget what i'm watching in the first place i'm like okay, this is going to go somewhere soon. But now I have to keep telling myself that. And that's not a problem of the movie. That is a problem of someone with chronic ADHD. I cannot I cannot sit there and think, oh, come on, boys. Someone beat someone out. Come on, See, come on, do something. That's what I mean. Because like, I'm like the complete opposite. Like I could sit and watch like a film for like six hours and be mm-hmm. the whole time. Mm. It's like, it's just my brain's wired to just like mong out like that, I guess. No, but that's the thing. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not blaming anyone around here for for how all of our brains are wired. But there, yeah, there was like a slight lull where I thought, I this is going on a while. Yeah. But like, it did take away from the actual like competency or like how good the film actually was because it had it actually was like a pretty nice film about like I say pretty nice. It wasn't a yeah. nice movie. What am I talking about? <laughs> but um. It just, it felt very, like, real. Like, I was following, like, this family mm. around. Like, they were actually, like, a real family um, Yeah, going a, through it, you know? It's a, kind of associated with the, like, neorealism movement. Yeah. Um, But Visconti was, like, sort of an aristocrat. Like, he had a lot of money. So, mm. he's quite controversial in that aspect because he's kind of depicting these working class lives that he didn't really know that much about. Oh, okay. Which yeah. Which is quite an interesting, like, little wrinkle. To it did feel a little bit... um stereotypical in that kind of way but I think that might make a bit of sense because if you're in money and you don't know the lifestyles of the working class or the poorer class I guess you are going to get a little bit stereotypical like it was quite believable though in a weird way like they're all their like all the outfits and stuff were very like bomber jacket Mm. nice trousers Mm. I thought yeah that's the kind of shit that I could uh, imagine these people wearing yeah 
But it was yeah, it was like um You know, it was like the character yeah. of like Simone who was like the, the boxer. He was a hard watch. Fuck um, me, what a hard watch. Well, yeah, but he also was just like, I need money, man. Give me money, I need money. I'm like, okay. That's like his character, I suppose, and he's That's like what mean. The mum was and, like as well. Yeah. But like it, I guess was it a sense that do because what I've always understood, well, not but like what I've always viewed from like the sort of like um, you know, when you you're watching like uh, the stereotypical shit is basically what I'm trying to say here, is that they're based in community and family, so like money isn't really that big a deal because they don't yeah. really have it because they got mm-hmm. you know they got these big families so like they just kind of have each other but yeah this 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 film had a little bit of a divide in it where like it was a little bit like there were some money centric things happening in here and it was like if you don't make me money you're not my son no more and it's like i'm mm. so confused as to what is well, I, like historically <laughs> i like obviously they, they lose their dad that's why they move because it's always like the eldest man in the family so mm. um they move to see the oldest son vincenzo uh-huh. and he's meant to take care of them but he's like well i don't have any fucking money i'm meant to get <laughs> married like right i don't really know what to do when they're there and i don't think they ever really find their feet obviously no yeah. pays it something yeah you never get the sense that they're minted no they, no no, no. Never. they always seem to be struggling as a family. yeah and i think that's why simone just gets so desperate and he clings on to the one good thing he thinks he has in his life. Which he is, thinks, yeah. Yeah, Nadia. And then, <laughs> boy, does he fuck that up. So, yeah. I, just, I just got a quick thing, because, like, I was watching it, and I thought I was following it, but I don't remember. It might be because they're all brothers, and for the, for, for, a fir- for the first hour or so, I couldn't tell any of them apart. But I don't remember Nadia ever being with, so, but I could be like just not remembering him. Does that make sense? She she's not with him from a like romantic point of view. She's like he well, takes me out every now and again, like because she's mm-hmm. prostitute. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, and he kind of pays for it, but he thinks it's more than it actually is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because yeah, okay. Where okay. Envy okay. comes in when she falls for Rocco, like right. genuinely. Yeah. And okay. Loves him. That makes a bit more sense because I was thinking I felt like I missed something, but I clearly didn't actually miss anything. I'm like Simone, just missing mm. the plot to be fair. I feel like she was a bit like I don't know why she got herself into the situation that she did. Like I know it's not really her fault, but also like if if I was ever in that kind of situation, I was just like like you don't owe anything to either of these guys, so just like leave. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I guess it's um... especially when it's like the relationship was so fraught. Yeah, it was so it was so stressful just like being there with them and like having them argue with each other all the time. I get that she loved Rocco, but it was also I, I yeah, I don't know if I found it like completely believable that yeah. as a person I'd put up with that. Again, it's not something you I've picked up on my first watch, but like second and third time I've seen it. To me, she's like the film. Like her mm. character's the most yeah. part of the whole film, in my opinion. Like you really get a sense of how tragic her life is. Like she drops in little hints every now and again in dialogue where she's like, oh, I slept with a teacher when I was 13. And then she's like, only joking, that didn't happen. Like my life's been She's the one who went to jail. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, she's a working girl. She has an unhealthy relationship with men. She relies on them, but she doesn't love them. Mm -hmm. And when she finally does sort of find someone she loves, 
a horrible thing happens. He mm-hmm. can't be with her anymore because he's like, my brother needs you more than I do. And mm-hmm. he fucks her up massively. And she's just like, I need a man to take care of me because I can't be independent with our man. Like, it's just yeah. the sense that there's like some mm-hmm. unhealthy relationship she's had in the past. With yeah. Me. She was like becoming currency or like something for them to trade. Exactly. Yeah, I actually cannot believe for the life of me that this this man i mean it, you know suppose that um rocco did you know like genuinely love her could you imagine going up to your like like the someone that you love so much being like we can't be together anymore you must be with my brother you have to be with my brother my you need to be with my brother i just yeah. thought absolutely the fuck not surely like you you can't you watch the, you watched him <laughs> you watched him do the things and you just, I don't know. I've just felt, I thought Rocco was out of his fucking mind for saying that. Personally, mm. I, get, I get why yeah. he did it. You know, it's, 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 it's like family solidarity or something, but it's fucked. And even, even, like, even after all that stuff happens at the end, he's still like, we just got help him, man. We just got help him. There's also a different culture, though, you know? And I think it's a lot to do with, like, familial mm. ties it's, and it's all that. And I used to think, like, the family be. was just all they had, you know? And it felt like. This does feel like kind of a precursor to those like other like Scorsese movies, like like Mean Streets, I suppose, or like Goodfellas in that way, where it's like it's the big family. It felt like a big epic where it's centered around this one big mm. family, and you watch them. It's more character driven than it is yeah, plot yeah. driven. That's that's where you yeah, there's, there's try to get to your no hook. <laughs> I got like um really strong Godfather vibes from that sort of thing, mm-hmm. like in the family aspect and like just developing them and seeing them all interact. Yeah, yeah. The um the Rocco Simone relationship reminds me a lot of um Michael and Fredo in the yeah. obviously I don't know if you guys have seen part two, but if you haven't I won't spoil it for you. But no. No. yeah, no, I won't. But that relationship seems it reminds me of that a lot. And um Yeah, I definitely like the guy that did the music for Rocco and his brothers did the music for the first Godfather film. Uh-huh. Um Nino Rota. I think that's how you pronounce yeah. it. Yeah. He cool, did no. the music for this, so yeah, it's okay. similar vibes. Really great score in this, actually. <laughs> yeah, I like very jazzy. Oh, I liked it, it slaps! <laughs> it was fun. I liked it. Like, I actually think that was probably one of my favourite parts. To be honest, mm. it is funny you say that though, because there were actually points where I was like, "Oh, this kind of reminds me of like the main theme from Godfather yeah. and like uh, yeah. the other bits and that." I've never, I've never seen it, and now I'm looking at Max. I've never, I'd... I've only seen it once, so I don't really remember it. No. Um, I do. Th- I, I like the music, but I do think sometimes it's used a bit inappropriately. Yeah, like sometimes I actually agree. Oh, well, like, like talking about just the most dismal stuff ever, like reflecting on their lives and be like, "Oh, we've really been through it." Huh? And the fucking like little peppy flute will be going. And oh yeah, like, like the jazzy peppy. Like, what is this? What's this about? <laughs> maybe maybe they just didn't want to make it so depressing that yeah. you want to jump out the window. So they were like, oh, well, "It we was depressing. Pe- <laughs> it was really depressing, man." It, it was. Yeah. It was. It That's was kind of like the vibe of these like Italian. Yeah, it was very heavy, like, wasn't yeah, it? Bicycle themes. I knew it was going to be heavy, but I wasn't expecting it to like. I don't know. Smack me in the head, you know. <laughs> yeah, it, this this one's a weird one because it's like the first half I find very near realism, mm. and then you obviously get to like yeah. the centerpiece of the film, which mm. is like, do we do we spoil the film? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so Simone sees Rocco with Nadia. And to teach Rocco a lesson for taking the one good thing he's got in his life, he decides to rape her in front of Rocco, which is it's horrible. It's a horrible mm. scene. Oh, yeah, it's fucking... It was very dre- difficult it was, to watch. It was dreadful, mate. It was... 
I hate watching scenes like this. Like, um, it was like it took me back to the moment me and Max were in the cinema watching. Um, was it the last duel? Oh yeah. Fuck it! Every single time something like this happens in a movie, I think, now nah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm finished. But I, I know why they did it. Yeah, that's genuinely like. I find it so difficult to watch. Yeah, I do. And I think it's because of all the like the footwork they do in the first half of the film where they really build up these relationships very slowly and you get like a real good sense of like who these people are and mm. just to see it is tragic because you're like... Yeah, that's the way to do something yeah. like that. Spend ages like developing it so you're really invested in it so when something really horrible and visceral happens, it like, affects you deeply. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because yeah, you spend so long getting to know everyone and then in, what, a span of about... Four seconds. It is ruined. Yeah. But then I, I'm kind of glad that we clarified that that is actually what happened because either I, I didn't want to watch it. Um, and Connor was in the room at the time. So I was just looking at Connor because he was making a joke. And then I turn around and she's just stumbling and crying. And I was like, yeah. Oh, I, I missed it. I, yeah, I mean, I'm I'll glad I missed honest, it. I did kind of miss it. I did miss it completely. I didn't see mm. it, if that makes sense. I know. I just, yeah, it was, it was hard to watch, I think. And also, like, just like she gets up and she's like devastated, yeah. obviously, as you would be. And like Rocco's there and he's like, I don't even want to touch her. Yeah. It's like, oh, you bastard. I got to admit, <laughs> that's that, was, that, 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 was, that was pretty wanky of him, to be honest. I thought, but you watched that. Like, you know what just happened. It wasn't like, because mm. he was saying, like, we're going to make love right here and now. And I was like, I mean, she's clearly. But like, how could. I, it was very upsetting and like also then yeah, it just like yeah. followed up with like this huge fight between Rocco and Simone that lost for ages but it like <laughs> like Jesus you felt it like every yeah. year they tour they're like oh just get worn out a bit more and that's that's great fight scenes I yeah. think that, that's that's when, always good when it they, felt like, real the fountain they both have to like, yeah, take it fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you uh, it, it does feel real though like this, this whole film gave me the sense that like it, it you could have told me that happened and i had been like okay yeah sure mm. it probably did it's just it's just such a fucked film like i wasn't expecting it to go the way that it did and i was like well actually no that's not mm. true we saw the menu title and i said yeah. that looks fucked yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like straight away it's like it's right there no, the it's true. they do kind of give it away pretty much instantly don't yeah they? I don't know, but I also I have no context for that in the beginning. So I was like, "No, no, no. that's weird." Let's watch this movie then. <laughs> Just oh, yeah, forgot like, about it. Like I, I that's what I guessed was going to happen from looking at that. But yeah, without yeah, without the actual, con- you don't know for sure. But it does kind, it does kind of give it away though. In theory, mm. don't really know why they would choose that as their. Also, what a horrific menu title picture, by the way. Like, I know yeah. it was a, a drawing or whatever. Was it a drawing or a photo? Or something? Yes. I don't. Mm. Either way, why is why <laughs> why yeah, is I'm, that? I'm it? Not sure. <laughs> it, it is like the centerpiece of the film because it goes in a completely different direction. It does. It yeah, one eighty so completely bad. Completely changes what the movie's about. Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess that is kind of important, though, isn't it? Because without that bit, the film would just carry on being as it was. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's um. It's a, it's a difficult watch. Mm-hmm. Um, not the most uplifting film, and no. No. it just seems to get progressively more, more and more fun. Yeah, it makes the characters a lot different as well. Yeah, it changes it completely. Yeah, it feels yeah. like you're watching two different films for real. Yeah. No, I don't like Rocco. And like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know how I felt about Rocco. I I was kind of 
They, I don't know. It's like, it like, difficult. First yeah. of all, like, he wouldn't even touch her. And then second of all, he tells her to go back to Simone. Oh, God, and, see, yeah. and then he defends Simone. Yeah, the absolute like, audacity oh, Jesus, of it as well. Man, you were the one good thing, weren't you? And yeah. then it's like, who is it? Chiro. He's like the only guy. His head screwed up. Yeah, he's like working at the Alfa Romeo <laughs> factory. He's all right. He's doing good. I do, Making I, money. I, I, yeah, I liked him. He, yeah, he was, he was the, the only drama. one who was like, guys. It's like, be him. Be like Chiro. He's good. He's a he good was guy. Like, oh, yeah, I loved him too. But sometimes people have to own up to their mistakes. Yeah. And it's like, where were you the whole movie? <laughs> yeah, they do, they do like a weird sort of religious, not weird. It's just like they go for a religious theme towards the end where like, Rocco's meant to be this like saint figure, yeah. And I think Chiro is like, I don't know if he's meant to be kind of like the negative sort of like naysayer where he's like, no, forget him. Like Simone's a scumbag. You can't help him this way. He needs to learn from his mistakes. And Rocco's like, no, we have to help him. We have to help him. Mm-hmm. Oh, what, like he's Jesus or something. Yeah, I was on Chiro's side. I was like, no, he. Yeah, so was I. Yeah. No, because like it. Because uh, this is one of the like. um yeah, maybe it's just like one of the you know when you got a weird fucked up kind of family dynamic where it's like we don't get the police involved, we settle matters mm. in our own hands. But that just feels very like, uh, where does the buck stop then? Like, uh, like who do you have? Who else do you have to kill in order well, to like? Chiro was the one with like the head on his shoulders, and he yeah. like actually knew what was sort of going on. I guess it was fitting for him to like deliver because they got like a younger brother, like a really young brother, Luca, Luca I guess. And- yeah. He Chiro had to be the one to tell him like about their family and all the hardships that they'd gone through, and it's like, yeah, this couldn't it. have been told to him, this child, by like Rocco, mm. you know, because he has a skewed yeah. vision of what's sort of going on. But where um, Chiro has been out of it for a while, and he's been working, and he hasn't been involved in the family drama, he's, yeah. he's a bit more objective with it, and he can tell him, don't make these mistakes, like yeah. we're fucked up a bit, you know. Well, yeah, because I feel like yeah, there's. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you just got to have some strange family loyalty to be able to like know something about someone like that and just not do anything about it, I guess. Although I guess, but then I guess it also comes down to, would you help someone or would you get them put away? Yeah, I wouldn't help mm-hmm. someone. No, no, not him. I meant like if it, I don't know, like say it was, it was your, your brother. brother. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, is this is what say, I mean. It? It's, it's a... That's why I like that film so much because it's like, yeah, like, what would you do? Yeah, I've, I've got a weird relationship with my brother anyway. So like, I love him to bits. <laughs> I hope you're listening, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. but like, a lot of the time he does some silly things, and I'm like, mm. what are you doing? Like, <laughs> sort your head, sort it out. Yeah, but the thing is, you, you, it should be up to the people closest to you to call you out when you are doing something. Yeah. Fuck up shittery. But like, I'd never like, I'd never like turn on him. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd never. No, because that's when you can't. And... You you can't though, because I, mean, oh, I get. Yeah, I guess it depends. But like, for the most part, you wouldn't, would you? Really? Like, no. it would take some really fucked up shit for me not to talk to my sister again. Oh, not yeah. that you know we don't really talk that much anyway. But like, you know what I mean? Like, it it would take a lot for me to actively hate her. If that makes sense. So I feel mm-hmm. I feel like I know where you're coming from. Like I, I feel like it would be. But then I guess you have like the moral duty to be like, I don't, and again, to be fair, if I killed someone, my sister would send me straight out there. I'll be straight on them streets with the with the with the pop pop coming over. Like you, you watch. I wouldn't, I wouldn't see the end of it, mate. 
<laughs> I know that for a fact. But I, I would respect it because I know that that's what she would do. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need to even think about it. I I'd go out. I can't really conceptualise it because it just turns them into a completely different person in your yeah. mind. And that's exactly because, like, Rocco, it's not hitting yet that this is not the brother he knew this is yeah. some completely different man who's mm. just at the end like it, wit's end like he's I, completely mm. lost yeah he's, he's lost it like yeah. I'm actually not sure whether he was like uh, mentally there like I, the, like the longer the film went on the more I thought I actually think there's just some something like something's wired wrong like mm-hmm. Because he, he, I don't know, I felt like he gave himself into like these delusions of grandeur and shit. Like he was just like chatting about all this stuff. And I was like, you, you ain't here. You know, mm. I felt like he, he just wasn't, he wasn't there. Yeah. You know? well, the murder scene was very hard to watch as well. As, as much yeah. as it is like, it looked fake. Yeah, it, Obviously, it looked Obviously when shit. he like stuck the knife in there, it, it looked, looked shit, to shit. be honest. Yeah. But. The, the the passions were there and I think it's like the, the performances were there to sell it and make it really uncomfortable to watch especially on her end of it yeah, oh God, yeah. And she, was, she was like I don't want to die no stop I don't want to die I was like oh fucking Jesus come on and it goes it's on a while yeah. as well it's not like just, he stabs her once and it's over he like stabs her continuously that's for like what five I was minutes. hoping I was just hoping he was going to do it the once and she was going to fall and be like oh, I don't really want to die to be honest and then just, then that was it. Then you know, he just he just runs in the other direction. No, instead he's like, well, you know what? Pew, 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 stabbing it like a fucking microwave meal, mate. I was like, I cannot fucking deal with this. <laughs> but um, I think the only reason it didn't really, really like viscerally upset me is because it just it did look like shit. Like I was like, I can't take this seriously. Like mm-hmm. I know he's doing this. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of those where like you, uh, it looks it doesn't look good like it's clearly like a extender knife yeah, yeah it's so but, like bad. I'm so emotionally invested in it at that point like it's real to me yeah like, it feels real yeah. oh I no I didn't <laughs> feel it man <laughs> no yeah if they maybe if they did it off camera I think I probably would have like felt it a bit maybe. more but yeah. I don't know just watching it in the state that that was it just I mean, it the first time you don't actually see it yeah no the first you know, one I was like, oh, I was like no. oh my god and then yeah when he's like can yeah, extend he extend the knife and knives out oh no <laughs> that's shit yeah that's, that's why if they had done it after the first one that would have been like Mwah. but mm. no <laughs> to carry it on I do like the thought of an extender knife just kind of like collapsing in like mm. <laughs> it touches skin. <laughs> nice. Uh, we got anything else to say about Rocco and maybe even his brothers? Um, I think it visually looks really good. Um, mm. I think the usage of black and white was a really good idea because it is a very like bleak, drab movie and I think that kind of yeah. sells it. Um, I think there's a lot of really good cinematography uses like distance and space really well on a lot of shots to kind of convey a lot of distance especially emotionally mm-hmm. i think it's yeah. yeah really good looking movie yeah i like that scene when um rocco and nadia are on like the rooftop of that church and the angle's really strange yeah because you've got like the road beneath mm-hmm. i don't know why he chose to have it like that but it just makes that scene 10 times more like fucked up because yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. And, and like, she's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump off yeah, this." And I thought, and "No!" Like, just, I don't know. It puts me on edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like that's very intentional though, because when you're watching, 
when you're watching this angle and this lady's like, I'm literally about to jump off this thing. I think, fuck me. She's actually, she's probably going to do it. She's yeah. probably going to do it. Well, she was such a tragic character, you know? She, and she just yeah. like never, she never saw the, the light. Yeah. Like she was never redeemed oh, was or like horrible. nothing, Absolutely nothing good horrible. ever happened to her. She was definitely like the, if, if, if depression was a character, it would be her. And I don't mean depression like she was depressed. I mean like it like the epitome of a of a depressing time would just be her. I felt so bad for her. Mm. Everything was fun. But on a lighter note, at least the extras at the boxing place were funny. Oh my fucking <laughs> yeah. god, they were great. They were like doing the last catch up song where they're like fucking like hands do like going over. Weird shadow boxing and, and some of them were just like smiling and giggling in the background. <laughs> and like punching air because they were meant to look like they're punching bags. There was that but one not, guy just like air. hands and feet on the apparatus that was like parallel to the ground. It was like ah, just like swinging on it. Ah, okay. So vertical. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I enjoyed that. <laughs> Should we rate the movie? Yeah. Good. What are we going to rate it out of, Kai? Yeah, come on, Kai. No, Chris has got one. Yeah, so I've got some written it. down. There was a spin in the movie where someone called themselves a Clod Hopper. Oh, well, Clod, Clod I wrote, Hopper. I wrote down yeah. Clod Hopper. So right I think we need to rate it out of Clod Hopper. Do you know what? Hopper. I might actually have to quickly look up what Clod Hopper is. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I really like this movie. I liked it a lot more than um, Death in Venice. Um, it's <laughs> really weird to me that this is like the same director because I feel like pretty much everything about them are like vastly different oh yeah like, they don't feel like they're the same director so I'd be interested to see more of his movies see if he's just like got mm-hmm. insane range um but yeah really enjoyed the movie i give it eight claws poppers out of ten yeah he's a weirdo yeah he's a freak man um vastly different experiences with this and death in venice um mm. i think as the experience goes, probably like them about the same amount. Um, just get vastly different things from them. Um, and this is really interesting and, and very bleak. And you know, I, I like it as like a sort of precursor to movies I like more than this. But I see like where it stands, and it's it is it's a good one. You know, I'm glad I'm glad to have watched it. Um, probably give it. Seven, uh, Claude Hoppers out of ten. Well, I'm not rushing back to see it. Yeah, that's how I. No, felt. not not for three hours and however mm. fucking long. It's a lot. Um, I have now since looked up the word Claude Hopper, <laughs> a clumsy and uncouth person. Out I feel like I could have told you that. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what it is. Um, I'm gonna give it seven Claude Hoppers out of ten. Also, I love the name Claude Hopper now. It sounds like a mm. bug. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I really enjoy it. It's, it's probably one of my favourite films of all time. Mm. I like it a lot. Um, yeah, I'll probably give it like nine Claude Hoppers out of ten. Very oh. nice. Kai, what was the second movie, Kai? The second movie was Mean Street. I had to think about that then. Yeah, to be fair, I actually had forgotten what the hell we were even doing. Yeah, no, it was Mean Streets, uh, directed by Martin Scorsese, who's the boy. Um, again it's kind of similar themes to Rocco and his brothers where it's like it's more like friendship in this one like how far would you go for a friend when do you decide to cut a friend off um when does a friend start to drag you down in life yeah when do you 
stop being mates with Robert De Niro. To be fair, Robert De Niro was insufferable. He was a bitch, man. Insufferable. You watched the same movie I did, didn't you? Yeah, I think he's great. I mean, Robert De Niro was great, but Johnny is not. Mm. Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, I... See, I... I kind of get the appeal of Johnny. Yeah. I, I probably wouldn't have cut him off either until he turned to shoot someone. Yeah, maybe. That is where I draw the line also. Between, I, you know, cutting off a friend. To be fair, I yeah, if I was already friends with him, I don't think I would have cut him off. But if I just met him, I don't think I'd even be friends with him to begin with. No. Hmm. <laughs> I hope that makes sense. Like, I wouldn't have cut him off either. I don't think anyone actually realised how bad like his situation had gotten, to be fair. Like in terms of him like borrowing money and like yeah, all of this yeah, shit. Yeah, for sure. He must have been on some like fucked mm. crack to <laughs> to to be in that kind of situation. I thought there was like it was very like low risk sort of thing, but it was like like they're dealing with like I, I got forty dollars. Mm. They're like, yeah, all right, I'll take forty dollars. Fine. But where where I'm more used to like like Goodfellas or Wolf of Wall Street type movies being like, we're dealing with billions, man. You know, it's like, oh, I guess $40 will tide you over for this week, man. But next week, you got to bring the whole hundred. Yeah. So that was like Scorsese's thing. It was like, he was at that time, well, just before he started directing films, he was like kind of in with the bad crowd. Mm-hmm. And this was kind of his like, ode to small time criminals. Mm-hmm. And it like shows the shit side of being... Like mob affiliated, I suppose. Oh, what? Like yeah. but they kind of had a little bit of heart in it, but yeah, they like, like just how yeah that life is. Yeah, like, it's not good. Like it's just yeah. fucks. Like there's so much risk, but so little reward. Like why would you do it? Yeah, yeah. you want to be like Wolf of Wall Street level. Yeah, but you're actually like these little gremlins in the gutter. Yeah, it it it, it didn't sell me on the lifestyle. You know what I mean? I just thought I did I think like what were they time. like doing really? What, 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 yeah, what is what, it that they, they actually do? did? Yeah, what what did they do? They, yeah, they never explicitly go into like detail with what they do, but a lot of it's like running numbers, so like betting basically. Because oh, you know, okay. at that time it was illegal, mm-hmm. like you couldn't mm-hmm. bet in America. So I thought I thought you couldn't bet in America now, but in the same no, it's gambling, isn't it? Yeah, I can't like remember what it's now. States, you can't. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, like at this time it was like you can't bet; it's like illegal. So they were sort of like. The, the bookies ah okay this is why it was probably illegal think yeah. of all the think of all the shit that went Le- on legit so like every time you put a bet on like if you if you don't pay up then there's something called a vig yeah something mm. interest and it just adds a fuck ton onto your outstanding debts yeah and that was pretty much the situation De Niro finds himself in the film mm. like I guess it also it doesn't sound like a lot of money either but i don't because obviously uh there's conversions and all that kind of stuff that you have to account for because like, i don't know when he's talking like it's like you're free grand or whatever it's like it's not actually that much is it but back then that yeah. must have been like quite a yeah. lot of if you money take away three grand from me right now I'd, I'd just be devastated though <laughs> yeah but uh no but i mean in terms of like you know in the yeah you know in these films where they're like dealing with like oh you hundreds of thousands or millions yeah, yeah. and it was just like three grand i thought no that's that bad, I guess, but yeah. Once again, it is probably I think it's worth also quite a lot more. relative to the characters as well. Like it's all it relative to what they actually have, off, how much it, they yeah. own. Like, yeah. To be fair, I just felt like these 
these sad little mobsters were like giving him chance after chance. Like, you know what I mean? They were like just going, oh, do you know what? Yeah, I'll take whatever. I'll take whatever, whatever. And then like, I just felt like Johnny was just like pushing it and being a little twat about it yeah. the whole time. <laughs> I was like, you're not doing anyone any favours by being a twat. Well, he was taking the piss because yeah, basically he was getting away with it. Then the yeah, like, nothing bad had ever happened to him because like he was with Charlie. Mm-hmm. Charlie's uncle was like relatively big time, I guess. Yeah, and no one really fucked with him. But there comes a point where it's like you've gone too far, and mm. you can get shot in the neck for it. Yeah, yeah that's just, why he's yeah. always asking like him to get his uncle to yeah. help him out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I just thought Johnny was a bit of a pussy. To be honest. I thought they were all a bit of a pussy. You, actually, yeah. Do I you know think, what? Fair yeah, enough. it is like yeah. also like a, a lot of like hyper masculine mm. stuff going on with like the, throwing their weight around. They or constantly fighting with each other and like getting into punch ups. It's like this is so like <laughs> toxic masculinity yeah, you, personified yeah. in a movie. Do you know what just reminded you know? me of that bit where they take them all down to the basement and there's a fucking leopard or cheetah or something yeah, in a yeah, cage. Yeah. What the fuck was that all about? It's never addressed again. Just guys keeping panthers. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think the scene that sums up the film for me is the scene in the pool hall, where it's like mm. they've gone to co- like collect some money for a friend, Jimmy, Jimmy the Mook, Jimmy the Mook. Um, oh, oh, your Mook, <laughs> your Mook. The guys in the pool hall are like, no, we're not paying, we're not paying. And they're like, no, come on, pay. So they're like, okay, fine, we'll pay. And then. Johnny says something stupid and they're like, actually, no, we're not paying. Fuck you. Yeah. And then a mass brawl just incites in the pool. This is why I think Johnny's a bitch. Like, we... stop. Yeah, but it's like, it's exactly that thing, isn't it? It's like, it's so small time, it's so pathetic. You're arguing over nothing, but it's like that yeah. masculine urge to be like, yeah. actually, no, fuck you. I'm going to yeah. invite you now because of that. Like, I spe- Especially that bit where they're, I don't know, they're like, oh, let's just have a makeup drink and it'll be all right. And then they just like, you know what? I love a big fight. I do love a big fight, though. That was actually quite fun. But it is like, you ever seen like a real fight? It's pathetic. And that was sort of what I thought they were going for as well. Oh, like, like yeah. this is like little, like these guys, small time business stuff, mob stuff going on in like the basement, you know, at a fucking like pool table. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like slapping each other. It was it's quite like, lame, like, come wasn't on, it? this yeah. is lame. <laughs> I kind of like that though because you, you, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, I've not really seen that many mobster movies, but they do kind of glamorise the whole mobster thing, don't they? And this yeah. movie went. Mm-hmm. Have well, you actually seen this? Them? You think this movie glamorises <laughs> the mob? Ooh. Oh my god! I think um, I think Charlie's a more interesting character than most leading guys in mob films. Just because yeah, he's so conflicted with everything. Like yeah, he mm. wants to settle down with Teresa. But he knows if he gets with Teresa, his uncle's going to kind of tell him no. Mm-hmm. So he has to keep that a secret. He kind of has to keep his friendship with Johnny a secret. And he's also got this weird religious guilt where he's like, I don't want to go to hell. I know I do bad shit. And he kind of excuses himself. He's like, well, I, I make up for my sins by putting up with Johnny's shit. <laughs> yeah. My opinion, yeah. kind of thing. Like, yeah. The whole, like the first lines of the film, was it like, um, you don't make up for your sins in the church, you do it in the streets, the rest mm-hmm. of the bullshit. Yeah. And like he's constantly throughout the film holding his hand over like open flames. No. Like, remind himself of like the flames of hell. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I do it all for to get away from this. But it's like such a warped mentality and 
I just think it's really interesting that yeah, definitely. he's got such big like religious guilt for a mobster like this. Yeah. Mm. It's a good performance as well mm. from Keitel. Yeah. Yeah, I think him and Robert De Niro are fantastic. And mm. Yeah, definitely. I was refraining from doing the Robert De Niro thing. I can't help. <laughs> yeah, it was true. I mean, Robert De Niro's haircut was so shit. I just thought, um, like, watching him in this movie was like, yeah, he's one of the main characters, but he is also treated like kind of a child yeah. uh, a yeah. lot of the time. He was like looking yeah. up like, when did, when did Taxi Driver come out? And that was only like three years after this. I was like, wow. Well, yeah, really- I think they filmed it a year, yeah. a year or two after this came out. So uh, yeah. it's such a different performance and like the, the characters are so different or like he holds himself so much differently. He's in The Godfather Part 2 this year yeah. this came mm. out. So. And that's a completely mm. different yeah. performance as well. Yeah. I didn't really recognise him at first. It took me ages yeah, just to figure great. it out. He's great. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is that? Oh. But, um, the, the thing that sold me on like the the Charlie and Johnny relationship because they build it up quite quickly. Mm. Obviously, Charlie's like, oh, here he comes and like the jumping jack flash scene when he walks in with the two girls in his arm. But then they kind of go to that back room and you can, you get Ch- Johnny's charm comes through because he's like bullshitting his way through this conversation because Charlie's like, where's the money? Why don't you pay Michael? He's like, oh, this thing happened, this thing happened, da, 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 da. and it's all like quick talking and I'm like, yeah, these two guys are like really good friends. Like, yeah, they're on the, they're on the same wavelength. He's like, don't fuck up like please yeah. please don't fuck up but like you're funny so that actually did make up. me laugh because I was like imagine how like you, like how, how sad that must be to just stand there and listen to your friend be like oh yeah I mean I was going to come yeah. over but like uh, on the way here I saw a cat and then after I saw that cat I saw a pigeon and then that pigeon yeah. ate the cat yeah. and it's like when you know someone that well you're like you just stop bullshitting yeah me, you, you know? know yeah you, you just know and then like, the like crap like but the thing is, if you know someone that well, surely you would even try that with them because they know that you're chatting mm. shit. Like, yeah. you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But... I think that's their relationship, isn't it? Like, Charlie's like, don't do this. Johnny's like, oh, no, but I wasn't doing this. It, was, it wasn't my fault. And Charlie's like, ah, oh, it's a Johnny. I have yeah. to the bathroom and hold his hand through all this bullshit. Mm. And in the end, it just goes too far and he can't save him it's just mm-hmm. I guess at some point it just becomes a bit too frustrating doesn't it yeah but the thing is he sticks with him right to the end like yeah he's not cutting him out he's still trying to help him out no but I, that's I kind of respect it in a way because that's just kind of that's just how he obviously is as like a person yeah. and I don't know how much of that is also loyalty to Teresa because he never says he loves her in the film but I get the impression that he loves her yeah Mm-hmm. Um, but he can't outwardly kind of say it because of the implications obviously no. the I think I, I don't want to generalise but like obviously in that time anyways like things like epilepsy no one really knew too much about it mm-hmm. so you see someone having an epileptic fit you're like oh that person's mentally unwell just like the other yeah. one does yeah. so it's not something he can come out and openly say because of the judgement he'll get but I think there's quite a lot of interesting aspects like that in the film. Like Charlie's being torn four different ways from Sunday and it's just like, how do you cope with all of that? Mm. Yeah, that is interesting, I think. It's weird. Yeah, I don't think I've seen many Scorsese movies from this sort of time. I mean, it feels like a logical beginning point in terms of like his gangster movies like like Goodfellas or like it feels like Goodfellas, like he refined it in that movie. Yeah. Whereas this was like more of a stepping stone because it does feel quite rough around the edges and like very much like people are trying to get 
into what this movie or like what this kind of movie could be um with like the way they're talking as well mm. they're all very like there's always some geezer named tony in these games oh, yeah, that's what we were laughing they're at, always talking we? like oh bada bing bada boom they literally say like bing bing boom <laughs> oh, and they're bang. like what's the matter with you what's the matter with you it's all here yeah um but it's like, it does feel like very <laughs> early that sort of movie but it's it's really fun i think yeah um but yeah, I just think he's gotten better at sort of portraying a world like this in well, his movies. We've got to start somewhere, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, I do it. find it interesting watching this, like after seeing like Goodfellas and Casino and all those movies, and like seeing how a lot of those sort of ideas were like here back, mm-hmm. like like right at the beginning of his career, like in the way they all talk to each other and like the soundtrack. That's like very, like it's very similar to the sort of soundtrack in his other. Mm. Gangster movies, you know, like Very full of like sixties doo wop and Rolling Stones and shit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I like that a lot. Actually, you get some like flashy sort of Michael's Michael Scorsese. I almost said that. Michael, what? who's um, Michael? It's because of the character in the film. Thinking of, um, but yeah, you get like the classic like flashy Martin Scorsese stuff where like I really like Johnny's introduction and the slow mo, yeah. jumping Jack Flash. And there's a couple of really strange sort of like where it pulls out from the characters' faces into like medium shots of like four of them stood behind the bar and it's just like... <sighs> and then obviously you get the, the scene where Harvey Cartel's character's drunk and it's, it's like a stabiliser he's got on his chest and the camera's kind of like following him around when he's yeah. drunk. Like, yeah, that was really cool. Oh, yeah. great, great shot. Yeah. I love stuff like that. And they use the camera like just in weird creative ways. I don't know if it was like it feels quite modern to that time. Yeah. Yeah. Quite new, like he was experimenting a bit. That's sort of what the movie feels like. It's like a big experiment. Mm. Yeah. Or like testing the the waters for what he could be making. Why not, innit? For that I think it's really good. You know? yeah, yeah, this was only his third film, wasn't it? Yeah, insane. insane. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I, I like that knowledge. Yeah, because I think he did Boxcar Bertha before this, and then he did um, Who's That Knocking At My Door. Yeah, it's first one. I like that film a lot. That's mm-hmm. got quite a bit of Mean Streets in it. I haven't watched either of those. Is, it, is this just like his shtick, you know? Like, I'm, I don't know if I've seen a lot of his movies or not. I think that's the generalisation, isn't it, that he's the mob guy. Is, yeah, is he yeah. the that's mob not guy? true. No, he's done so much. Oh, sorry, I don't really know what yeah, else. Yeah, he's so a good. super, super vast hard director. Oh, yeah. We watched Hugo not that long ago. He did oh, that. Yeah. yeah. Hugo. Yeah, he did yeah, Silence. Yeah. Silence. Yeah. You know, King of Comedy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, don't give me Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver's basically a mob movie Shutter in his own way. That was one of his newer ones. Nah, he did do Shutter Island as well, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, that was that's oh, weird. We, yeah. this, uh, there's that's a, a masterclass in That's not one I would think mind. like, oh yeah, and Martin Scorsese did that. Maybe, uh, maybe that, uh, maybe away from the mob movies, maybe just, um, maybe here's that guy, the guy that you go, oh, he made that movie, that's interesting. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's why he's one yeah. of the great ones. Yeah. Exactly. Because you never know what you're going to get. Exactly. Mm. I kind of, mm. I kind of appreciate that. Killers fair. of the Flower Moon coming soon. I'm excited for that. Uh, that's what gonna, a great name, great. first of all. Yeah, I'm I don't know what the fuck that. that's about, but it sounds cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I don't know, have you guys seen The Irishman? Yeah, I have, yeah, no. I watched it once. I stuck through it. 
It was a hard yeah, watch. It sounded, it sounded really long and boring. I'm sorry. I've seen that a couple of times. I really like it. Because I feel like this, Mean Streets and the Irishman, are like kind of like spiritual. Yeah. Things. Like, yeah, I'd agree with that. They're the sadder of the two, like, or, or like the sadder of the mob films that he's done, where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. it's quite sad and depressing. Like, these guys' lives isn't nice. Yeah. No, yeah. So I okay. think it's quite an interesting, like, comparison where he did this, obviously, at the start of his career and the Irishman a lot later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got like good fellas and casino that are c- the complete opposite, like super glamorous yeah. and yeah. like vibrant. Exactly. Yeah. No. It's um, mm. it's interesting. It's interesting. I like this film a lot. I think, like you say, it's just like him experimenting and mm-hmm. kind of finding mm-hmm. his feet a little bit, but also like he's super assured with what he's doing, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and he clearly knows this world. Yeah, he's, he's got the do. ideas mm-hmm. down as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he knows what he wants to do. Yeah, he shows off like instantly that he knows how to make a good movie. Mm. Like I love um there's a lot of like really great colouring throughout. Like there's a lot of heavy usage of red throughout, which I think like kind of fits the scenes perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can always tell some shit's gonna go down when yeah. the theme in it. When it's red. just completely red. Yeah. Red is the colour danger, mate. The colour danger, yeah. the danger colour. Of course the Blu-ray <laughs> that we watched, your Blu-ray guy, was Sucks. a bit Yeah, it's not the best. Oh, transfer. everyone looked like they had jaundice. Yeah, yeah. And the sound was kind of it put me off a bit. I don't I think guess. that's really... That, that's not really a film fault, though, is it? That's a... It's is no, that a formatting fault? I don't really I don't know. know. I don't know why the Blu-ray is so shit. Like, I, I don't know what if they took it from... If they upgraded it from a DVD or... Maybe. If they used the original film negative, I'm not sure, but... Yeah, I've got it on DVD and it was fine. Yeah. Maybe, no. the, maybe some things just shouldn't be fucked with. It's just frustrating that that's the only Blu-ray you can get of it. There's no other option. It's just this shit. Oh, really? Yeah. Oof. That's a shame. Yeah, because yeah. it is. It's, it's always bad, a shame when they yeah. like clearly just put no effort into it. Mm. Yeah, like it's a good-looking it, movie. That's the yeah. thing. If yeah. it's better as a DVD, why? Yeah, why fuck with it? It's like an <laughs> just iconic it beloved movie. So you think they'd put the effort yeah. into transferring it and like restoring it? Yeah, maybe they just looked at it and went, "That jaundice looks pretty good. Mm. We're going to keep maybe that one in." Day. Thing is, it's got such a specific look as well. Like it's so like grimy and dirty. Like it, I just feel like they oversaturated it completely. I feel like you would have noticed yeah. that. You, you lose some of like the the what the greenness. Yeah, mm. it just seemed a bit. I don't know. Just it doesn't seem mm. too bright almost. Yeah. I haven't seen the. Yeah. I haven't seen it in its original like way. So I don't know. I mean, obviously, I've, I knew they weren't meant to look jaundice, yeah. but I don't know any different. The first time I watched it, I watched it on Netflix, and um, that HD transfers. 10 times better than the Blu ray. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, a lot. So. <laughs> that is actually quite sad yeah. to hear, to be honest. When Watch Netflix, it on Netflix. Does well done, Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully one day it gets like, picked up by Criterion or something. Yeah, I'm surprised it's not a Criterion, but it seems like something that would be. Want, like a nice high quality 4K transfer, or at least For a, a movie of this ilk. <laughs> something. Yeah. Someone decent. Yeah. yeah. Go on, do it. Cool. We got anything more to say? Okay. What are we going to rate this one out of? Mooks. It has to be Mooks. Mooks is the only option. Very fast with that. Yeah. It's because he had that in his head from the get go. Yeah, obviously. Johnny the Mook. (laughs) You whip that out like a fucking guy in a Western movie. (laughs) (laughs) Mook. He's the fastest man in the world. He's the fastest Mook in the world. From Blazing Saddles. Yeah, you're the fucking kid. Yeah, this is a really great movie. Um, I'm glad I watched it again. I've seen it once before, but that was years ago, so I didn't really remember it a lot. Um, just, yeah, good Marty movie. 
Marty Moon. Where he started. Yeah. It's Marty. Yeah. Doing what he does best. Uh, give it eight um, mooks out of ten. <laughs> hey, I'm mooking here. <laughs> uh, it's good. It is good. Um, it's it's just, I, I, I think it's, it's a good stepping stone for where he eventually ended up. And, you know, I think, like, leaps and bounds, I think Goodfellas is, like, um, an insane masterpiece. And this is, like, one of the ones that sort of paved the way for it, I suppose. Yeah. And how he got to where he eventually ended up. That um, is interesting to watch. Um, yeah, good stuff. Um, probably give it seven mooks out of ten. Uh, yeah, I, I think um, I, I agree with the the general consensus. Um, I, I, I'm not sure. See, I always say this about films where I'm like, ah, oh, I don't think it's really my thing, but I actually... I don't think mobster movies are really my thing. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't a bad movie, um, so I'm going to give it seven mooks out of ten. We'll watch Goodfellas at some point. Mm. If I have you a don't enjoy that, that, then yeah, it's definitely not for yeah, you. Yeah, I, I don't think mobster movies are really my thing either. No, but like I'm, Goodfellas is like, oh, God. This is it. I think that there's got to be at least one movie out there that makes me go, God, I love the mobsters, but at the moment I haven't found it. I, I think. think it'll be Goodfellas. <laughs> yeah. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Maybe not the Godfather. No, that's. I think that's probably too slow and too long. Yeah, personally. This. Yeah, I. I was like, well, I, I was like, oh, one of these days I'm going to sit through the whole of the Godfather. It's yeah, no, straight up, you won't like and it. it. Yeah, and then it, it, would, it just ne- one, it just never came up, and then two, it just never happened. I feel like I would put it on and then be like half an hour through and be like, fuck, I'm still watching the the fucking Godfather. Yeah. Oh well. We all know our limits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm very nostalgic about this film because, like, I got into Scorsese heavily, like, probably at college when I first met you guys. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, this was, like, one of the first I watched. So I agree, though. It is, like, you can kind of see, like, the early stages of where he'd go. Mm-hmm. I think he does make better films from here on out. So, yeah, I'd probably go, like, eight, eight out of ten weeks. Nice. Yeah. That's oh, what wow. we'd like to hear. Now, Kai. The last one. Yes. What was that? It was Moonstruck. I Moonstruck. Like, I'm quite glad this one was last. Yeah. yeah. I feel like everyone needed to like just have a good Ooh. time and have a yeah. laugh. Yeah. A little pick me up. Yeah. So it's um it's a classic rom com with Cher and Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that uh, is. The dynamic duo. Yeah. The dynamic duo. Mm. Um, it's about a about a lady who um. He was married and her husband died and she's just never found the right guy and she's about to settle down with Nicolas Cage's brother and he asks her to contact Nicolas Cage because he wants him at the wedding mm-hmm. and then Nicolas Cage and Cher kind of hit it off and it just goes from there really. It's what we needed man after these horribly depressing movies and we we just see Nick Cage and Cher. Just yeah. that alone is like yeah, all right. Yeah, Nick Cage and shit. Come on then. Yeah, yeah. Why not? To be, to be fair, after those movies, it was like anything is possible now. Mm-hmm. Let's 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 give this a go. Let's see how they get on. It's funny. Uh, it is funny, yeah. and it's like well, exactly what you'd want from a movie starring Cher and Nick Cage. Um, and a good pick me up from yeah, those I, last two. I yeah, I feel like it's exactly yeah what you would think the like yeah, like if you have if you have no expectations of this movie, mm-hmm. then. 
that is, I guess that's exactly what you're going to get, really, isn't yeah. it? Like, it's not one I think I'd pick out, though. Oh, Moonstruck. I'll pop that on. No. Like, beforehand. Because I, I, I had heard about it, but I was, was sort of like, yeah, it's a rom-com. Like, it's not, like, whatever. Yeah, my mum instantly knew what it was when I was, well, but then again, I guess it must be the only film with Cher and Nick Cage together, yeah. I, I assume. Because my mum was like, oh, you're watching that? Good film. And I was like, okay. <laughs> More Italian sure. they're speaking in this movie. Yeah. Although we get the Italian movie to begin with. They're obviously like Italian American in um, Mean Streets now like just randomly that her fat yeah. shares family is like speaking Italian sometimes. Got like that old guy, I guess was her like uncle or something. I who like walks the dogs and he's obviously Italian. Just like speaking Italian to them the whole time. We were like, God, oh. did you do this on purpose? <laughs> I must have subconsciously. Yeah, there must yeah. have been something. I don't. It was too. It was almost like too coincidental. Like yeah. I, I, I asked him before um, the film started. I was like, "Wait a minute." Or maybe you just only <laughs> watch Italian-related movies. Yeah. Maybe yeah, true. So Italian stuff with big themes about like family and family ties. Yeah, yeah there was a lot of like, <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, family uh, loyalties and mm. expectations and. Uh, like in this movie when the the dad goes, well, if she doesn't get married, what else is she gonna do with her life? And I was just like, for fuck's sake! Like that's exactly what I expected as well, right? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she was like, oh yeah, I had a husband, but he died. Now I just got to get married again, I guess, and we got to do it all right. And it has to be like you can't do anything wrong. It has to be like get down on your knees for me, propose with a ring. We have to get married in a church. All this stuff. So yeah. that uh, her new husband doesn't die and she doesn't yeah. die an old maid mm. you know? yeah she thinks that she had bad luck yeah. and that's why he died and that she needs to do everything right this time mm-hmm. but she doesn't <laughs> she just needed to hold out for Nicolas Cage yeah I mean he is just as batshit as any other movie that I've seen if we're actually a bit less batshit in this movie compared to some of the other yeah, movies I've I, seen with I him. I think he's quite restrained in this. Yeah, he's a little bit more thing. docile, isn't he? Yeah. But and yet, you know. Yeah, somehow he's still senile. Like, I, don't know, I don't know how this even works. He's like a goblin. I yeah. love him. He like, finds like, him in like underground, like, yeah. making bread. Yeah. He's got a wooden he's, hand. He's, he's like, say this, this wood is fake. <laughs> <laughs> what did he mean well, by what that? What mean the wood is fake? fake. <laughs> Apparently Cher um, like, said she'd quit the movie if they didn't hire Nick Cage for it. <laughs> oh, legend. <laughs> she saw his screen test and was like, he's what, it's like watching a car crash. <laughs> so he can't like turn away. He is he's um he's incredible. Like for the longest time I really didn't like him. I I, I, I don't know, I just like I was always battling with the, the age old question. Is he bad? Mm. Nick or Cage, is he good great? Or bad. Yeah, like, I think he, that was like a general thing until like a few years ago when there seems to just be a like everyone's just been like, Yeah, he's good. He is good. He yeah. is good. But <laughs> he it's is. just like now everyone's in agreement, no one's like questioning it anymore. No, no that that that's where I, I kinda totaled off for a bit because I thought I don't like him, but I don't know if that's because mm. I can't tell whether I like him or not. He's had too many bangers. Oh, he has, hasn't he? Like, I'm, I can't even, like, I think ever since we watched that movie of his last year, I went, mm. no, he the he's unbearable the king. weight of massive talent. He yeah. is the man. And then he comes out with his, like, fucking, like, gremlin bread yeah. vest on, and I was like, 
Yes. <laughs> With me, I was never like fully sold on him till I watched Raising Arizona, and I was like, yeah, this guy is great. Oh, mm. No, we can't talk about that. Okay, well, we'll not. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I like that that girl, like right at the beginning, when like he's Cher finds him in the, the bread place. And then, like, she takes him away, and this one girl who, like, works there says, um, I'm in love with this man, but I can never tell him because he lost his wife and his hand. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then that's, like, never visited again. It's just, like, this random thing that comes up. There is a lot of, like, weird dialogue. There is so right. many weird fucking things. Yeah. But I feel <laughs> so like many like, lines written down. It's it feels good. like that's part of the charm, though, isn't it? Like, if you've got Nick Cage yeah. in the movie, anything goes. Like, it's, it's just anything I feel goes like it has movie. to be, because I do think, like, so much of the writing is, like, actual genius. Oh, like, it's so funny. There are, like, so many great situations, so many, like, like fantastic things happening in the movie. Mm hmm. She's, like, cheating on her fiance. But then there was like a point where like they go to the opera and she sees her father, is it? Yes, her dad. Yeah, her yeah. dad like cheating on his wife. Yeah. And she's like they're doing the exact same thing, but like they're both kind of horrified at each other and they just they just have to be like, I guess we just won't talk about it. Oh my god. I feel like it's I guess it's slightly worse though if you're married because at least if I guess if you're engaged and you're not married yet you could I I guess break it off but like if you're mm. mad <laughs> I feel like it's kind of worse but it's not good either way I kind of enjoyed that though because like you I I it, I don't know how you're supposed to feel in that scene or you're supposed to be like oh, I can't believe this but then at the same time you're like oh wait but you're both just as bad <laughs> like, yeah. like, I, I think that's what I like about it as well like a lot of rom-coms are like overly sentimental where yeah. this isn't it's like no. yeah. it doesn't you don't have to love all the characters all the time like mm. it's like mm. yeah these are like flawed people like real life yeah so yeah, yeah I, I enjoy that aspect of mm. it. I think they explore the characters in really interesting ways as well um, like one of my favourite bits in the movie is when um her mum like basically ends up on an accidental date with John Mahoney. Uh, like John that whole Mahoney. like that whole like just sequence of them talking and then him walking her home. I thought was really really great. Mm. I thought it was quite sweet in a way because like she seemed to have like the she was above all of it, wasn't she? Because she could have easily just cheated on him with John Mahoney. But does she? No, she doesn't because she's a loyal lady of the cloth or whatever. And I, well, <laughs> I I liked her a lot. I don't know. She just she just felt like the most uh ge genuine, I guess, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Like, she was great. Yeah, she was she was sticking to her morals. She was like, I could easily get with John Mahoney, but I'm not but gonna like great I'm scene, gonna... like when they're at um breakfast, I think, like right towards the end where she just like turns to her husband from across the table and she says, Um, have I been a good wife? He says, Yes. She says, I want you to stop seeing her. Oh my God, that was like... like she's a cunt, man. Yeah. She, she was that bitch, man. She's <laughs> it was great. And he just like gets up and he's like pounding the table and he's like, ah! Okay. Yeah. That, did, like, that, that bit was actually really funny for some reason. Like, I wasn't expecting him to just sit down and go, okay, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. I shouldn't really be doing that. How can you argue with that? Though? Yeah, you can't though. That's the thing. Right. I thought that was, that was really bizarre 
Mm. Like, I feel like that's just not a normal way to have that conversation, yeah. but at yeah. the same time... None of this it, is the normal way yeah, to do anything, I mean. it, though. It makes sense like, for the oh, movie. Like, oh, hey, my where... name's Johnny. Go get my brother, Ronnie. <laughs> like, <laughs> stupid as hell, man. <laughs> I love that theory. Like, hey, it's, it's Ronnie. Johnny's brother. Yeah, uh, wait, Johnny? Is Ronnie's yeah. brother? I'm not going to be like, <laughs> like Nick Cage's like, ugly or whatever, but he looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> he looks better than Johnny, and, like, though. Shares, like, this is the one for me, actually. But I think it was more to do with like, like giving into that primal instinct where she had so often wanted to do things traditionally and she yeah. was given way to more basic urges, I suppose. Fair, he's, she he's, was like stunning. He's quite an she was, like, enigma. Unbelievably good looking. Chef. Yeah. Cage. That's the one for me. Yeah. I I never realised Cher was that woman. Yeah. yeah. I've kind of just known like older Cher where she kind of oh, looks yeah, like a yeah. plastic person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh shit. She's yeah. on Twitter like yeah, owning the libs. Yeah. My mate Ali used to call her the elephant man. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I oh man. Yeah, she ain't the same. This <laughs> shit, <laughs> she, she ain't the same. Um, I don't. I thought they were kind of weirdly suited, though. In a mm, in a weird yeah. kind of like these two are like enigmas of their own right. Like, who oh, yeah. even are I think these a lot people? Of it comes down to the fact that they actually have like a fair amount of chemistry. They do, yeah. don't they? Like that when Johnny was at the. I mean, it's not really fair because I you, you don't really see this relationship between them two anyway. But like, it felt like she was on. She was at dinner with like her dad. Yeah, that's the point though, like, I think they just jumped into it and she was like I need to get married like, yeah, yeah, that's he, gonna, he's uh, going to marry me so I'm just going to do it you know I've got the sense that they hadn't been together all that long I don't think they could have no. been but I don't yeah they, don't, they don't really bring it up they seem to know him that well no, no yeah. they kind of just like, oh don't like him yeah, oh, especially like, the yeah. Like, I don't fucking like yeah. him. She's asked like if she loves him. She's like, no, but I like him. Mm. Yeah. And that's about it. And then obviously that comes back around, where it's the opposite later with Nick Cage, where she said she loves him. Yeah, but she doesn't like him. Yeah. Well, to be fair, he he isn't. Uh... I love I love um Johnny's arc as well, where he like goes away. He's like, I will marry you, but I have to go and see my mother die first. So he's like just in. Like Italy, Sicily, Sicily yeah. yeah. Watching his mother die, and then like his whole arc is like, oh, she didn't actually die. She like clawed herself back from the brink of death, and now I can't marry you because my mother might die. <laughs> that was absolutely insane. I was not expecting him to just come in mm. and be like, oh yeah, we can't get married because phenomenal scene. But like this exchange of. The ring yeah. between these three people in this love triangle. So, like, Johnny, he was like, I'll take my ring back, please. So, he like takes the ring back from Cher. And then fucking Nick Cage is like, Johnny, can I, I'm going to propose to Cher. Can I have your <laughs> ring? And he just says, Yeah, hey, have the ring. And he just gives it back to her. Oh man, it's so good. And then it cuts her granddad crying, and he's like, "I'm so confused." Yeah. Oh, man. That's how I felt. Hilarious. That's so good. I'm confused. That felt like that felt real. Like I felt like if anyone else was at that table at any given moment, that would have been the same reaction because it was just it was a lot, man. It was a lot. I kind of liked it though. It was like mm. chaotic as fuck. Yeah, that whole last scene's great. It's like mm. it's just insane. The perfect rom com scene in my opinion. Yeah, like, definitely. It's so yeah. off the wall and zany, but like there's just so much like genuine like yeah. emotion in there. Mm-hmm. It's like this is 
perfect. Yeah, like you would see that in a normal rom com, a normal rom com, would you? Because it's always like it's always a bit twee, isn't it? It's always it's always like you you can't do that in a rom com. You can't you can't have the brother propose to the sister. It doesn't make it sister the the other lady. It doesn't make any sense. Well, how many how many rom coms can you think of that are like basically entirely about him? Infidelity. Um, Very rare. None. I don't think I've seen that like topic tackled in quite this way. It's a very strange way of tackling it because it feels kind of like like nothing. It feels kind of normal, not normal, it does but like feel it does, quite relaxed. Yeah, hmm. it doesn't feel very. You were like earth shattering coming yeah, down from like I mean, yeah. the decision to cheat on your fiance. Yeah, it didn't come across like that. It just was, like, it was sort of the right thing to do. But I was also thinking, yeah. well, you know, without being his fiance, you never would have met his brother who you fall, fell in love with. Yeah, true. But that's quite strange. Yeah, like... It, so I guess it kind of had to happen that way. Yeah, because like, it's technically like a really scumbaggy kind of movie, but at the same time, you you don't feel like it's a scumbaggy kind of movie. You feel like everything mm. is kind of just, but it shouldn't be. Yeah. I feel like my morals are questionable right now. Exactly. I think in Cher's situation, it's like, I don't think Johnny liked her too much and she openly says, I don't love him. I don't think, mm. yeah, I don't think either yeah. of them liked each other. So that's like very excusable and you do yeah. end up rooting for her to get with Nick Cage because you're like, no, that's where the genuine connection is. Yeah. It's just the way it happened. Is yeah. Just, yeah, it's not ideal. But like when the dad's cheating on her mum, that felt sad yeah, a little bit. Sad. Yeah. And it was like, but I think it tackles like, again, in, in most rom-coms, it's like young people only exclusively. Yeah. Yeah. But like with mm. this, it like kind of dissects what it's like to be in a 51-year marriage. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you probably mm. so yeah, yeah. bored with your other half. Oh, God. Yeah. Like 51 years together, that's mental. Yeah, you, do, mental. You, would, you definitely would get yeah. bored. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> obviously, it's not right to cheat. and But I think even the mum in that scene where she's like, I don't want you to see her anymore. Like, she doesn't lose her head. She's just mm. like, mm. no, like, we're husband and wife. Yeah. Like, you've had your fun. Now, yeah. yeah. But we've built up this relationship yeah. over 50 years. Like, it's mm. insane. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I love that scene yeah. where, like, he comes home and she doesn't know where he's been. She's like, where have you been? And he's like, I don't know. I don't know where I've been. <laughs> and she's like, I want you to know that no matter what you do, you're going to die like yeah. everyone else. Yeah. yeah. I was like, fucking hell, man. She's great. <laughs> I'll be like, that would turn me on so much. <laughs> I do find it interesting that Cher won Best Actress for this at the Oscars. Yeah. I do think she's really good, but I don't know if I'd say she's that good. I don't mm-hmm. think it was anything special. Well, 87. Like, what else an Oscar. came out in 87? I don't know. Oh, yeah, no, good point. Yeah, but look at what else came out, to be fair. That's, that's, yeah. that's why. Yeah. It was a shit year. <laughs> I think her mother, Olympia Dukakis, is better in the movie. Oh, I agree, yeah. Mm. That's a better performance. I love that name. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, she was, she was like, mm. like I said, she was my favourite, but she was barely. You know? <laughs> she wasn't in that much. I haven't seen any of the other... Best actress nominations that Maybe year. that'll be why. The 80s. Anyone we know, time. though, apart from the movie. Um, stacked. Glenn Close for Fatal Attraction, Holly Hunter for Broadcast News, mm. Sally Kirkland for Anna, and Meryl Streep for Ironweed. <laughs> Ironweed? Ironweed. <laughs> I've never heard of that movie. I am weed. <laughs> I am weed. Ironweed. <laughs> Jack Nicholson and Meryl Streep. Nice, yeah. Add that to the watch list. 
Um, like in the well, opening I am scenes yeah. where like, yeah. me and Kai were just like, being in love is cringe. Yeah. <laughs> it is the most cringing. Yeah. yeah. Shit. Straight up. You guys are like devastatingly yeah. te- like... Imagine saying you love someone. <laughs> Horrible. Oh, God. Those shivers going down my spine. Oh, Just no. Man. We're being outed on the pod, Chris. Look, he's got nothing to say. Because mm. they agree. Yeah. They, you, know, it's they know it's cringe. They accept it. Yeah. yeah. Who? Us? Oh, yeah. I, re- I already know everything I do is cringe. I don't need to, I don't need to be told. Look, I mean, look, he's not saying anything. He's just, he's just <laughs> nodding. I'm scared. Sometimes yeah, you have to be cringe, kind of cringe to be based. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> About exactly. time, baby. Maybe, maybe cringe is true love. Maybe. maybe. You can be cringe with someone. That's true love. And that was also yeah. a bit cringe. Do I love yeah. you? <laughs> the cringe people, yeah, Max. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe we'll eventually. For that cringe. This is making when you, me cringe. When you find but... the cringe, you'll know. Yeah. <laughs> And it will be exactly like Moonstruck. That is true. It's actually not love. It's just when cringe. you meet your future husband in the basement of a bakery, and he he looks quite like that. <laughs> that's when you know. Basically, you're not in you're love until ah! you've met Nick Cage. <laughs> what is fake? <laughs> I actually. When... My brother never talks to me. <laughs> When he pulled off that fucking glove, I nearly lost it. Because it, like, it, it wasn't even the fact that he didn't have a hand. It was just the fact that he said, this wood is fake. Like, what do you mean this wood is fake? <laughs> he means his hand is fake. Yeah, but what? The wood was wood, surely. No, but did he? No, I wasn't. swear he said, One this wood, wood is fake. Yeah, I was says, like, what did you this mean? This wood is fake. Yeah, what did he mean? So it's, the, um, it's the same scene, but he like... He's in full-on Nicolas Cage ramp mode at that point, and he just thrusts his hand in the air. He's like, my hand, my bride. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I lost my love. <laughs> He's so good. <sighs> I, I, would, I, I would just fight anyone who's had Nick Cage shit now. I think I would. I think I would fight yeah. to the death for Nick Cage. He is Cage. really good in this. Almost too good. Yeah, yeah. true, true, true. Although he does literally look like a gremlin in this movie, like legitimately yeah. Gr- yeah, gremlin. Yeah, makes it better. <laughs> it does actually. Better. It suits him. Not, I mean, not in general. <laughs> this movie. He looks like a freak. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's another thing I don't like about modern rom-coms. Everyone is too perfect. Well, yeah. too yeah, pretty, yeah. too yeah. perfect, yeah. It's fucked. It's like... It's not I real, is it? to these people because look at them. Yeah. Yeah, because like, it's not even Florence, not even modern rom coms, just modern movies. Because it's Florence yeah. Pugh and Harry Styles. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's no interesting face in Hollywood it. anymore. Yeah. Everyone's like mm. so picture perfect. Mm. Like, yeah. You're just all so bland and boring at this point. Like, look at Nicolas Cage in this. Look at Cher in this. Look like, at the, God, the yeah. gremlin. <laughs> Lovely people with good faces. Yeah, but just they're not are, perfect, yeah. are they? They're just exactly no there. interesting faces. Like That's what I they're attractive, yeah. but they're not like Florence Pugh and Harry Styles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like almost unachievable. Yeah. Then people aren't real. I believe to uh, used to believe that either Florence or Harry are real people. Mm. That is what gets me about <clears throat> modern cinema. What, I think it is no very is boring, real. and everyone's just too attractive. Yeah. Like, very glossy, and there's no cracks there. Yeah. Why can't people just be like good actors, but like not be very attractive? To, it just seems more believable, doesn't it? Like I'm just like I'm looking at these movies, and I'm like, 
another pretty person in a movie. Because yeah. that's not something no. you can relate to as a person with flaws and, you know, a, a human human features and attributes, mm. which these people clearly don't seem to have. Probably not. Yeah. We don't get a lot of good rom-coms nowadays anyway. They're all, they're all really cringe, <laughs> Shit, but not, not even any, cringe in a true love kind of way. Cringe in a, I hate this with all of my mm. being cringe. Do you fair, most rom-coms are cringe, to be honest. I'm yeah. not too hot into them, unless it's about time, which is the best rom-com. Yeah, I watched that the other day. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I was well, trying to think of like see, modern rom-coms right. that I like, and that's like one of the see, only few. Donald Gleeson, right? He's not the most attractive man, but I love that man with all of my heart and soul because I fancy the shit out of him. Because he's a weird little freak. Yeah. Because he is. Oh. He's just too... He's a little ginger gremlin boy and I love too, him. like classic British, you know what I mean? Like there's that whole group of them. It's like him, Benedict Cumberbatch, Eddie Redmayne. I'm like, ugh, it's just boring. Oh, Eddie, nah, yeah. not for me, mate. Well, Eddie's so not for me. Well spoken and I wish he weren't. To be fair, yeah. I don't really like cucumber patch either too much, to be honest. Cute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not a big fan. That threw me out. No, Matt Smith's grown on me a little bit, but I don't find him attractive. I just think he's, I just, uh, as an actor, he's definitely grown on me. Yeah. Which I hate to say out loud because he was in the Morbius movie and apparently that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, but so was Jared Leto. Yeah, but he's like. Yeah, but he's sad. Yeah, but he's what also, are you talking about? He's like no, the sexiest he's man alive, right. but he's also insane. So you, there's, there's those people though, isn't there? Like the people who are so attractive, but like you don't want to go near them because they're insane. Jared Letters in that category. Yeah. Like they're insane looking, and they don't shower. Yeah, yeah. Like don't go. Like Jake Gyllenhaal. Like apparently he don't shower, so you don't go near him. But he's yeah. also pretty hot. So like, I don't I know what you want I to tell you. I wouldn't go near any of these people. No, it's terrifying. The thought of it. Like, give, give me um. I can't think of, see, I can't think of anyone normal. There's like no yeah, one no. normal in these movies to make me go, yeah. I'd hang out with you. Colin Farrell, maybe. Maybe if he went, let's go to the pub, yeah. I'd go, all right, Colin, we go to the pub. Go to the pub with Brendan Gleeson. I would go yeah. to the pub with Brendan Gleeson. He's a geezer. And I'd be like, can you bring your son, please? And then, <laughs> that would be the end of it. Yeah. yeah. Love movies so much, but I would never talk to any of these people. Is Brendan Gleeson Donald Gleeson's dad? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Yes, mm -hmm. that man birthed a beautiful ginger soul. Wow. Yes, no, he did birth him. Okay, Why I did I say that? More now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. To be fair, I didn't know that until I watched. I think it was Ex Machina, and Chris went, "You know, he's related to Brendan Gleeson." And I was like, "Who the fuck is Brendan Gleeson?" And then uh, it kind of uh, all and fell into place. We all place. know. I think I found yeah. out when Domino Gleeson was on Off Menu. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Gleeson, that rings a bell. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. I did. I, just put, I didn't put, put them together. Yeah, I just yeah. never did. No, I didn't realise he was Irish. I thought he was who? Donald. I thought he was. He's British. Irish. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a very his, Irish. His name, dad's Irish, right? Yeah. Yeah. So why would he not be at least half Irish? Retracts all my previous statements about him being like a Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm. He's not. I'm telling you, that man is made different, bro. That. <sighs> I just love him. I. He's he's like for me he's like underrated like I've not mm. seen him in a, a lot of things. We we'll take I love it all back, Donald. You're amazing and we love you. <laughs> Let's rate Moonstruck. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, I, I forgot we were even talking about Moonstruck. I'm too busy thinking about Donald fucking Gleason now. All right, go on. What are we rating this one out of? Pizza pies. <laughs> there is pizza no pizza pies, pies in this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Oh, the one that That's I was singing for like an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was, I was like, literally singing it as I was like putting on my shoes as I was sitting in the toilet. Like, this is just my life now. Yeah, they don't make them like these anymore. And nope. then the, he just puts the rating yeah, in. He's like, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. I'm glad I watched it. Um, I could see this being one that I turned to like after a really shit day mm. or if I'm just mm. in a bad mood. Just feels like a proper, like, feel good pick me up movie, I think. Mm. Um, I give it eight pizza pies out of ten. Yeah, nice. <laughs> nice. And I just love how Cher didn't give a single fuck about Johnny's dying mother. <laughs> <laughs> like, not even slightly. <laughs> love that. Um, great movie. Uh, one of the great Nick Cage movies. Um, give it uh, eight pizza pies out of ten. Yeah, I had a lot of fun, and I will probably watch again. Eight pizza pies out of ten. Yes, four for four. I'm going eight pizza pies. Woo! Nice. Awesome. Cheers for that, Kai. Nice. That was a great week. Yeah, it was a good time. Full of stuff. Yeah, give me a note. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hmm? Kai, we've obviously figured oh, out yeah, we figured yeah, out your figured order, out. Yeah, but yeah. can you so tell us what, who so we can confirm? So you guys tell me who you thought was. Alright, all right, so, so me and Max think, done this already. I think we all think the same way, but I think uh the first one, by process of elimination, I thought was for Chris. Mean Streets I thought was for me, because mm-hmm. Chris had already seen Mean Streets and there's no way you'd recommend Darcy uh Mean Streets. <laughs> and um I guess Mean uh Moonstruck was for Darcy. Yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I thought. Yeah, I instantly thought that movie was for me because the second I saw Nick Cage and Cher, I thought that is me. You that's were great. That is me. I saw you before I picked these films. You were talking a lot about Nick Cage. <laughs> mm. like, Do you know what Nick Cage film I fucking love? <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, I was like Chris. I think you'd like Rocco and his brothers. Yeah, I think that's like a very Chris film. Mm. I also think it's a very you film. Yeah, um, I think so. But I was like. Mean Streets is for Max because he hasn't seen it. I, I kind of want to like. You want to get him into the Scorsese, yeah. do you? Yeah. I want to like Scorsese pill you. Okay. Like, oh my I'm God. I'm fine with that. Foundations and then yeah. see if it gets you into like, oh, I wonder what he did after this. So yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. There's a lot like of pressure that. if you come back on the podcast now because every time you've picked a marathon, they've all been great movies. I'll, I'll no, no. The pressure yeah. will be whether <laughs> this episode lives. To, to even yeah, hear yeah, Kai's yeah, uh, beautiful recommendation. I think I fucked up with Rocco and his brothers being the first film. No, 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 no. I mean, to, be, to be honest, that was also kind of our fault because we were going to change it around and then I said no at the last minute. So no, I'm, I'm it's whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's best yeah. to start off with a movie like yeah. this. I like oh, ending on Moonstruck. Do you know what? Upon reflection, it had to be first because I don't think I could have watched two films and then sat through that one yeah, last. True, true. Yeah. Even though it's the same length, there's something different when you switch them around, yeah, right? Went to like take a walk after yeah. seeing Rocco and his brothers. We like went to the shop. <laughs> I didn't even really well to get paracetamol. I didn't really need to go to the shop. I was like, I have to just sleep. Cool. So for episode, uh, the next one we're gonna do is we spin a wheel, and they'll tell us what to what we're gonna watch on the next one. Yeah. Do that first. Are you announcing your show? Do you want to do that first? No, I'll do mine after. That's okay. because I told Max, oh, well, what, uh, your show? And he was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I think he's still deciding. <laughs> okay. Oh, <that> noise. <laughs> oh, boy. What's it going to be? 
I don't like it when Chris does that face. Um, it's come up with Taika Waititi movies. No. No. <laughs> what is the point in I'm this wheel? There's absolutely awesome. no... We've drawn through too many like director specials, actor specials. Recently, anyway. Recently. Oh, definitely a recent. They do something else. Why are you like? He's laughing. No, it's another one, isn't it? No. Oh, what? Uh, American Pie. Fucking hell. God. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I was actually talking to someone the other week at work. They were like, you've never seen American Pie? No. And now... I guess. How many of those are there? There's three, but there's like uh, five. No, there's there. four. Do we have to watch, watch four? four? No, let's watch three. No, we'll, well, let's watch three. There's four with the original cast, but there's also like two others with Alpha there's Omega like five in there. Other. Yeah. There's like five or six director DVD ones. Orange Drifters in it. Those ones. I, I don't know. Why don't just watch the first three? Wow, interested in, in seeing it, these. It, it, I haven't seen any four. of those. Okay, so American Pie trilogy, maybe quadrilogy. We'll see how it goes. Um, Probably <laughs> I, I already know that we're not going to watch before. Yeah. Um, I have to recommend a season one of a show for episode 115 so we have time to watch it uh, for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to pick one. It's probably not much of a shock. Um, we can all watch it. Um, it's on Netflix, so very easy access. Um, it's called The OA. Yeah, I think Max has been really telling us trying what's that to get for about you guys a to million watch years. I could have predicted that. Yeah. And by that, I mean, I think we both predicted that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I ain't here to be original. I'm just here to get shit done. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I, I can't even fight it, you know? Can't fight that. <laughs> okay, we on social media. Do that. YouTube, the Sunday Movie Marathon. Instagram at Sunday Movie Pod. Twitter at Sunday Movie Pod. I barely use it. Facebook at Sunday Movie Marathon. Letterboxed. At Sunday MM, capital S, capital MM. Yeah, go do that. If you don't have a letterbox account, make one and then follow us on there. Woo! Also, like, subscribe, rate the podcast five stars, get your grandma to listen to it, what? get your grandma's dog <laughs> to listen to it. And, um, you know, I think they'll really like it. Thank you, Kai, for being on this episode and making us watch some movies again. That's all right. No, I enjoy doing this. It's come, yeah. come, come, come back, back anytime. every time. Come back for American <laughs> come Pie. Come back every time. I'll give American Pie on this. Okay? Yeah, I'll bet oh, you will. Can we give American Pie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're all gagging for it now. I feel quite ill. Don't yeah, I, 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 I think we made a mistake. <laughs> cool. American Pie next time, and then the OA season one. The time after that. Great stuff. Any last words? I'm sad we're watching American Pie. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Has anyone actually seen American Pie? Yeah, I've seen all of them. I bet you, you have. Seen you no, I've, I've seen that Alpha House I've, or whatever um, it's called. Actually, no, I've not seen them all. There's one director DVD movie that came out a couple of years ago. I've not watched that one. I've oh seen all the God. others. All, like, ten of them or whatever there Why is. Why are there so many of them? You have the DVD. No. Well, you're gonna. Yeah. Can <laughs> you stream No. No one. Nobody <laughs> wants them. No one wants them. Do they? Okay, sure. Goodbye. <laughs> Are we still recording? What the fuck?